shelf life contains adult content and even though it's all about toys may not be suitable for children. We're talking motherfucking toys with Adam and Blake. Your plastic joy isn't it great? Welcome back to episode 42, right? Is that the one? Yes. Okay. I'm just going to go with 42 of Shelf Life, a collector's podcast. My name is Blake Walker, the Hollywood Hulk Hogan shining hot dog skinned boy, your host. And over here is the uh, man in black, a.k.a. Batty Hulk, Adam Timish. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. As always, as we you're do every week. <laughs> yeah, well, you're welcome for inviting you over and all that. First of all, sorry that for the really extended wait between episodes, this time it wasn't It wasn't just laziness. It was real-life uh, technical problems, a mixture of that, and scheduling issues. And a sprinkling of laziness. Well, okay, a little. it's always a little <laughs> bit of laziness. A lot of it had to do with this is our very first... Uh, not just Skyped in guest, but our first intercontinental guest that we're bringing in, uh, via the Skype wires. Uh, it's all very complex process. Anyway, we got him in here. Our very special guest today, uh, because we needed someone who knew about wrestling, Tom G. Wolf, everyone. Oh yeah, brother. <laughs> Please clap. Please clap. Please applaud. Um, that was great. How are we? So guys? yeah, uh, I, I, I'm good. How, how are you doing, Tom? Good, good, good. It's it's uh, Sh- just coming up on nine thirty in the morning. Over from I'm broadcasting live from Sydney. So uh, you know, yeah, it's it's all happening now. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Yes. And uh, I, I will say you, you mentioned that uh, laziness hadn't been that big a factor, but I, I'm going to challenge this because uh, <laughs> I, I think originally we were talking about having me on an episode back in like October last year so, <laughs> when uh, yeah. we were doing horror so uh, you know well Funny. and I feel like maybe the first time we ever even just like lightly brought up the subject of maybe Tom being on the show was like a year ago I feel like it was a long <laughs> long time ago yeah because we've, we've mentioned several times about him coming on for horror toys and stuff like that and it seems like that was I mean, it's kind of always how we worked. I think we talked about having a toy podcast maybe sometime in like 2012. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, 2017 finally got around to it. But, you know, as long as long as it happens eventually. Missed the way but, uh, that uh, sweet Pixel Dan money uh, <laughs> was yeah. doing the rounds back in 2012 or something. Mm, I can't wait to put Pixel Dan out of business with the big numbers yeah. we're about to do with this episode we're coming at the king and we're not gonna miss so yeah <laughs> <laughs> no right between the eyes for pixel dan uh metaphorically no metaphorically <laughs> metaphorically i'm gonna 360 no scope them and that's that's an idea for a video game not a real threat uh, yes. i have watched your videos for years dan mm. Good, yes we love dan guy. very much i don't know <laughs> Um, well, I was just going to say welcome again, and thanks for uh, getting up in the morning. At, yeah, to... at the crack of 9 a.m. Yeah, I would, I would hope time. I'd be up by this time in the morning. <laughs> but uh, I, I was 
actually talking to Blake earlier this morning yeah. about three thirty. So uh, it, it was uh, it's mm. been been a big day already, and uh, it's only just yeah. beginning. So. <laughs> A, a also known as an insane person time to wake up in the morning. <laughs> well, there's some backstory. Let, let, let me give you some context for this. Uh, and and yes. I think you guys will be able to relate. So we went to a brewery last night with some friends and uh, we got home at about 8.30 or 9 and I went to bed at about 9 and then uh, the, the next few hours are extremely hazy but I know that I woke <laughs> up at 3.30 and thought, I better, I better have some water. And uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. know, it's a tale yeah. as old as time. I think yep. we've all been there in some capacity. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that was similar to my experience last night, uh, <laughs> which was I went to a concert <laughs> and got really drunk and we got we got back around one and then anytime i drink heavily i never sleep well so i was up by by 6 30 or 7 oh yeah that's punished though isn't it right there. yeah and uh, then drove straight straight back from kansas city which is about a two and a half hour drive straight to the studio and came straight to the studio because so. i said you get your ass here by recording time or don't you show up for the next episode. I will, <laughs> wow. I will have you replaced. Yeah. So if you stop hearing my voice at some time, it's, at some point, it's because I've either uh, fell, fallen asleep or I'm just fully nauseated and puking. <laughs> uh, we'll get an Adam sound alike in here the next time. You <laughs> uh, my story, I, my sleep story <laughs> last night was that my cat woke me up by uh, puking loudly at 7 a.m. And to me, that was just way too early. I I didn't party last night, mind you. (laughs) But the cat apparently did. The cat partied so hard that he puked, as he often does, at 7 a.m., woke me up, and I was like, this is way too early to be awake. Uh, But I still, I couldn't go back to sleep. Well, I know your cat's a huge fan of those, like, 9% IPAs. So, like, you know, the the, the cat's got to learn to restrain The cat was fucked up. Oscar was fucked up. Don't get me wrong. Um, Yeah, he he had had too many. He's he's not in here, is he? No, he's not. I feel bad bad for talking about him. He's usually in here, like, making noises. Anyway, so that's the story of how we all slept. (laughs) um i feel like we should say that we are finishing up what we were doing in 2019 which is uh covering season three of netflix's the toys that made us this time it's the i believe the episode's called professional wrestling right is that what it was really called i don't know it's not called like a a specific brand name it's just called professional because it covers that that makes it yeah covers covers all the companies cover all their bases and I'll get into how confusing that shit gets for me. Yeah. Yes, Both yeah. wrestling companies and toy companies, they're <laughs> rapid firing them at you. Anyway, I'll get into that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's um, I, I when I when we were first talking about this, I, I think I initially said that this was uh, I didn't think it was a particularly good episode. Uh, I went back and rewatched it to prep, and I did enjoy it a little more the second time round. I have to say, but, I think I did too. Mm, my, but, my second go. I do think they would have been better off focusing on just one of the not not just one of the toy companies, but maybe on one of the wrestling companies instead. Because yeah. um, you, you have the problem that it's uh, it's WWE controls so much of the modern wrestling landscape. Like obviously, there's others out there. But it yeah. was very obvious that WWE hadn't participated in it, so there was like minimal wrestler input. Um, they didn't mm. have a company rep there. And to be fair, from the documentary producer standpoint, it's probably much 
easier without WWE being involved. <laughs> yeah, because um, you can say whatever the hell you want. Well, yeah. and I, I think, I think that's pretty clear from both the toys that made us and from the movies that made us is that you can, you can see that they kind of go, they make the show on the cheap a little bit. Is yes, it, yeah. They, they get people that they can get, you know, that are involved, sure, but. Other than that, like another example was, what was the song? Oh, in the Ghostbusters episode of the movies that made us, they have a whole segment about the song, but they did not actually play any of the song Ooh. in the episode at all. Clearly because they just either a- didn't want to or couldn't afford Ray yeah, the, Jr. Well, the rights to use the song. The, there's that too, but there's also all the controversy around the song because, you know, Huey Lewis sued uh, Ray Parker Jr. over it. And... Um, then many they they had a sealed arrangement afterwards they settled out of i can't remember if they settled in court or out of court but the agreement was sealed afterwards and then yeah. years later i think it was in the late 90s ray parker jr ended up suing uh um huey lewis over it uh because huey lewis was <laughs> huey lewis was on an episode of behind the music or something like that and he sort of casually made reference to there having been a lawsuit that was settled and ray parker jr sued him saying like the mere fact that you mentioned there was a settlement ah, is breaks the nda or yeah bre- like bre- that. yeah merely discussing it breaks it so i, I don't know how that case paid out for him but um well, Curious is living reasonably comfortably these days, I think. So, you know. I think he does all right. <laughs> yeah. He'll probably he's... okay. <laughs> well, I can bring us full circle by bringing up the uh, WWE Ghostbusters crossover. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. It all, yeah. It's all connected. Look, <laughs> I wanted to talk about mashups too. I think yeah, we, and we we'll can get, get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. into we'll get mashups there. in we'll a big there. way. Yeah. Um, before we dive really deep into the show, do you want to talk about, as we often do, at the top of the show, some of our recent toy acquisitions. Absolutely. Uh, did, well, how, how about Adam kicks kicks us off? Uh, have you picked up anything lately? Or uh, that's a that's a great question, Tom. Um, the answer is no. We've <laughs> entered we've entered the the time of year where my toy buying goes way down, like to the point where. I almost start to get this feeling like, wait, maybe I'm over toys. Maybe this no, isn't my thing anymore. Never. And then usually once a toy fair in New York kicks off, I'm mm. like, oh, I'm back in, baby. And yeah. then I'm su- all in. Yeah. And then summer is where I do most of my my spending on on action figures. But right now, luckily, I've actually been able to save money. So my it, recent acquisition is dollar bills. Nice. nice. <laughs> it, it may have to do with I I'm, retail shelves seem really dry. Oh um, yeah, it's the same over here. It's uh, that post Christmas slump, and like yeah, the distributors yeah. are only Target. just firing up again for the year, and you know yeah. there's nothing new. It's it's garbage at the minute over here too. Uh-huh. Uh, I will tell you one, uh, not acquisition, but something I that's actually got me out looking. Um, a recent release that I know you can appreciate, Tom, because we've talked about it before, is uh, NECA's Hellraiser hey, Head, uh, yes. Ultimate just came out. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of been peeking at some stores trying to find that one. Mine mine has been I have not seen that. Oh, it looks awesome. Uh, mine's been paid off since like August or something when uh, when, <laughs> yeah. it, when it was announced. Uh, but uh, it, we I imagine I'll be getting that in maybe early February. We 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 usually get it a few weeks after you guys do. It's it's not too bad in terms of delays yeah, or yeah, anything like that. So that's not bad at all. And yeah, I may end up having to do that if we if I can't find it locally. I may just have to go on line to big bad toy store or something like that and try and find it but 
I'm, I'm hoping anyway. they end up expanding the whole line and doing a bunch of the other Cenobites like they did back in the early aughts, but uh, I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see how this one yeah. sells and um, how many of the molds they can reuse for other Cenobites. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is, and, that, and that's... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, because, uh, <laughs> like, look, I understand that the economics of toy making are very different in 2020 yeah. to 2002. But, uh, mm. you know, like the traditional NECA thing has been reuse, reuse, reuse. And, and and not to the same extent as like, say, Marvel Legends or like Mattel's yeah, not that DC bad, lines. But we've got a lot of <laughs> repainted aliens. We've got aliens in every color under the sun. But yeah. usually when they scale up to the Ultimate Edition, they do try to add, they, they do try to re-sculpt some things to add additional heads or more... Um, more articulation, things like that. So they do yeah. reuse a lot, but they also, I think, try to true try yeah. to improve too. And and they do, and that's it. Yeah, the ultimates are an upgrade. And yeah, I don't know if you saw, but he's kind of said the predator uh, Randy, I think it is, who runs yeah. the, the Twitter. He's kind of said that he's um, the predator line is kind of done, except for ultimates now. Um, yeah, yeah. So which which I think is probably smart on their end. They can invest in newer stuff, but also sell it in bigger numbers, like. I can't speak for how it was in the States, but the last few waves of the main series just really peg-warmed over here. Like, and they, mm. yeah, so I think they're better off, like, scaling back and putting less out. Yeah, but, I did. Yeah. I saw a lot of them sitting around over here, too, at and, Target. And I think, yeah, and I think their whole model has changed where they used to have specific lines where they would do, you know, the blister cards for them. But I, I think once they started moving to Ultimate, I, I think they really saw a better uh, return on investment with, with those because people were really buying up those those Ultimate scale ones and maybe not as much as the regular the regular series waves, you know? So, yeah. Well, I don't they're, know, but... they're getting into some deep cuts by the end, like tributes to Kenner, to unproduced Kenner toys and things like that, you know? <laughs> like, sure. I think, yeah. I think the average casual collector just wants, like... You, you know, that stuff's awesome for me, who, like, yeah, they... will, will buy anything Predator-related, but I think Johnny Oldmate just wants, like, the, the Predator from the first movie. And right, the they want the, the Jungle Hunter. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I was just going to say, I'm I'm definitely counting on a better uh, or more Cenobites in Ultimate Scale. And the, re the reason for that is, is because I stopped, I tried for a while getting into all the NECA horror stuff, but that be kind of, kind of became a little too much. Yeah. Um. So I try and focus on, you know, smaller things that they really build around, Um. which is, so right now, the majority of that is like the Friday the 3rd, I'm sorry, the Nightmare on Elm Street all the Freddy stuff. And I'm thinking if they can do something similar with Hellraiser, you know, and maybe get, I think it, there's good potential there for accessory packs and things like that. I'm really hoping that's the direction they can eventually go with it. And it'd be amazing if we eventually got like a Christie or something like that. Though I'm, yeah. I can imagine the response Randy is writing on Twitter right now about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was no. going to say, that's always a, a common one is to, too niche and not enough interest or no like rights is, is the, yeah. the evergreen and like i get it don't don't get me wrong i don't i'm not having a go at randy it's uh you, you know i appreciate the twitter is not the <laughs> the best format for long in-depth discussions about why things won't work yeah. <laughs> right you mean he doesn't want to take toy pitches on twitter all day <laughs> that, that go directly to the top <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't um, want to do that? Like, uh, you know, like fans understand exactly how the economics of uh, toy making. Oh, works. they oh, they're very yeah. realistic about their expectations for, for yeah. the toys they they uh, uh, the toys that they are owed. Oh, yeah, uh, entitled to <laughs> like you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's a little bit of entitlement running through the toy community. Um, 
Speaking of entitlement, uh, do you want me to, to go <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> regarding my stuff? No, that's fine. Um, I am also in, let's call it the lean period of the year in my toy buying. I have a few minor things. I could talk about a big purchase that I wish I was making. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, Mondo recently put back up a pre-order for um, a Mondo exclusive Iron Giant. I, he's a, either a 12 or 14 incher. And this was something they had made way back when. I don't know if this one is different or not from the one. The one they had and sold out quickly, I don't know, years ago. I don't know how many. was going for like $1,000 on eBay. And I was like, holy shit, I wish I had gotten that. Sorry to the people who did get that, but it's back, I guess. <laughs> don't feel too Again, sorry for them. If you're trying to flip something like that for a grand online, like, you know. True. <laughs> I, I have why don't, why don't you keep keep like, this precious gem in your collection? Like, don't don't flip it cynically. Uh, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan, and I, I would love to have it. Um, it's more than I can justify spending right now even on their like layaway not layaway but payment program that they have it, it's it's a tough time but uh i'm actually afraid to look to see if it's i don't know do pre-orders sell out on there do they have a, a limit a i'm sure number? they do yeah I, I, it may be i'm always so unclear on those mondo figures because they look good yeah. and i know adam's talked previously about is um did, did you actually buy one of the ninja turtles or you, or you just I, bu- I bought buy? one of the ninja turtles i've i've yeah. sent, since sold it um i bought the big batman yeah that's right the batman too so and he's i still love him he's dope well can't uh, complain about that, they're though. doing those really nice he-man ones at the moment too like you know sort of dark and edgy yeah. he-man and i heard Skeletor a lot of complaints and, yes i mean he he is great looking greatly sculpted i heard just a lot of complaints about like sp- parts are snapping off immediately and i think this happens when companies that aren't toy companies by nature suddenly start making toys it's it's like they don't know how to construct them safely almost yeah it's yeah. Al- it's almost more of a statue thing that's that's barely meant to be touched i'm i'm afraid to touch the batman every time but it does seem very breakable though it's fragile type plastic but also i think just in the way that toys are produced and packed and shipped and stored you know there i mean with any figure there can be brittle brittle parts and brittle joints and i i think it was four horsemen they were shipping out a a wave of mythic legions and they like as part of their shipment were like as a reminder it's a very cold time of year and these Mm. have been shipped in cold temperatures make sure you warm up these joints because I hope they suggested they a warm bath, but that's just what said, I that's what They I say done. water, and I hear blow dryer a lot, like a hair dryer a lot. A hair dryer's good. Uh, I still I still say go with the bath with hot water and soap because it washes away those nasty factory oils and little bits of plastic that may remain from the factory. I don't know if the, the horsemen have the issue that all, a lot of the other We need to get, have. like... Dial soap isn't a sponsor for as Shit, much as we, we talk do. about fucking soaping your figures. I up. go through like this Target brand foaming hand soap, like like it's water, <laughs> washing the all these damn toys. I should be getting it free by now. Well, um, and, it, and it makes it safer for when you kiss them too. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I and I do yeah. kiss them. Well, I, I assumed I assumed all the Batman's get a kiss goodnight every night kind of thing. Oh, yeah. each. There are like seventy-five Batman's and, and a few hundred other characters. Each mm. each one of them 
gets a peck <laughs> each time before bed, or I can't sleep. Yeah, well, you need to. Well, you, no wonder you're going through so much of the soap. Like you know, you need to, you need to have it there. So yeah, and not to not to mention the breath freshener because I want <laughs> I want the experience to be nice for them too. I'm not just thinking of myself. Yeah, exactly. It's a good it's a good thing to do. That's that's thoughtful. Um, that's thoughtful. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of Mondo, I ordered something weird from them on a whim. Of, I don't even know how so long ago, and then randomly it shows up at my house called Mondoids, the series they'd started, uh, which is like Mookie, I'm maybe looking them up on Google now. Okay, I yeah, seen look it those. up. It's it's a bizarre thing that's kind of like their answer to a Funko Pop, but weirder. Oh, uh, yeah, and they've got like pus coming out of them and stuff like that. I can see this Gremlins yeah. one looks cool. Velociraptor as well. I can't speak to those, but I'm a big Fallout fan, so I got Fallout's Vault Boy, Mondoid. So here's an interesting thing about that. Yeah. Is that I finally got to... So on my way up to Kansas City Friday, uh, I was able to finally listen to our Christmas episode. Oh, nice. My my podcast app was so delayed on uploading that. I I just never listened to it, but I listened to it a couple days ago. And in that, you were talking about Nerfles was that the name of them? Or, yes. And you were like, all they are is a fucking head that you put on a body. And as you were saying that, I was listening and thinking, that's what that mondo is. That you <laughs> yes. You're that. I didn't. I didn't draw that. I didn't put those together. But that's exactly what it is, mind you. The head is a a spherical thing. <laughs> In both the Nerfle, was it called Nerfles? Something like that. And the Mondoids. This is probably like a throwback to that. And Tom, you may not be able to see it from the the marketing images you have, but and Blake didn't know it until no. he got the package, but it's not one, it's yeah. not like a, a single piece. It is like a head that you put yeah. on the body. Yeah. So the pre-order picture was this solid guy in one piece. They didn't even mention that it was two pieces, a head that rolled around and a body. They send it to you in a blister card that you've never seen before if you pre-ordered it. And the head is separated from the body. And the blister card's cool, but it it doesn't really look like anything. I'm, I'm looking this. at the blister card now of uh, Venom. Yeah. And, and it kind oh, of okay. looks like they've shipped a broken toy. Like, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, a yeah. headless toy where the head fell off and fell to the other side of the box. I mean, and the the design is cool. I, the, it's the, like it's. These are I like, don't know whether to take them out. The, these are like an unlicensed Mad Balls, basically. Yeah, it's kind it's, of. It's I, I think that's definitely all these the market that they're. Yeah. they're looking. it's a big nostalgia uh, thing. Uh, I don't know. Every everything I see from Mondo, and and you know, this is a controversial opinion. Everything I see that isn't like directly movie related, like you know, they they do all the LPs of film soundtracks and things like that. Yes, and and I own a bunch of them. They're awesome. But I, me I, too. I, I love those. I don't know about their toys. Like I see them and I'm like, this is about three times. I when I was in New York last year, what are, what are those theaters that do the like throwback? Um, the 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 Austin movie house or something like that. The- oh, Alamo draft, draft house. Alamo draft house. That's right. Yeah. Which, so which, uh, oh, which our one town in- has the biggest one in America. I just want to throw that out there. Ooh, well, <laughs> nice. Springfield, nice, nice. Missouri, home of the largest Alamo draft house. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I went to the one in Brooklyn, and Mondo has their little store set up in there, so you can buy your mm-hmm. LPs or posters or T-shirts and things like that. And they had a bunch of their like uh, licensed Madball stuff, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool. Mm. This would be a nice display piece." Oh, like 
but it's all obscenely overpriced. It's yeah. Like I, yes. I don't really know who wants them. Like I see how it would have gone off in like the late nineties or something when Todd McFarlane was a was a huge deal and uh, and all that. But now it, I, I don't know. It's it all seems kind of too niche to me to 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 hook yeah. someone. Well, yeah. and- and I think that's what hurt them. Like the, I think the Ninja Turtles that they were selling did surprisingly poorly. And because normally, like TMNT collectors will come out for just about anything. Yes. But those <laughs> uh, you can still get those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the Mondo site. And I think the reason for that is, and I've, I've said this probably many times on the show, is that nobody people always want all four turtles. But you cannot get all four turtles easily when each of them cost one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars. Yeah, know? yeah, it's it's crazy. No, it, they were they were really outrageously expensive. I remember them coming out, and I was what usually happens with anything turtle related that I buy is I go, I'll just get a Raphael. I'll just get a Raphael. Don't <laughs> yeah. buy it. It's the same it, with Adam, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, well, be, I mean that's the one I buy. It was Raphael. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be awesome to have a Raphael on the shelf. This will be great. Uh, you know, everyone knows I have Raphael, and then of course, like inevitably, I end up buying all four. <laughs> but yeah, you you sure. you really just can't do that with this one. It's not it's not workable at all. Like it's, uh, yeah, but you know, first world problems that we face as toy collectors, I guess. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And that's why I didn't, I didn't, they did a Mr. Freeze after the Batman. And I'm like, if I start to get into this line, this is going to be like every last, uh, extra dollar I have to spend is, is going to go toward this, uh, insane Mondo Batman animated line. And I don't know. I'm, I'm happy with the Batman. Well, and the odds are strong that it all, um, just based on previous things, it feels like it's the sort of thing that could just like peter out basically, yes. you know, like you, like, I yes. think it will. Yeah. And that's what I, I saw some of the stuff they've announced for the He-Man line and it looks awesome, but I do also go like, Oh guys, like I feel you're being a little bit ambitious here. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, they, they, for the Ninja Turtles, they announced a shredder, a Casey Jones and a foot clan. Mm. Um, and since then at like toy fair and, uh, the comic cons, those have stopped appearing on their like announcement shelf. And I think those just quietly got, discontinue i think i think they were like well okay we can't we can't do these (laughs) anymore so yeah i don't know that for a fact maybe one day they'll they'll come out but i i just can't help but think if they're if they've got product still sitting there unsold they're not going to keep expanding that line so yeah that's exactly it like some of those toys uh just within the last couple of weeks are starting to get clearanced over here at some specialty retailers we have and um you know to go from I think those ones were about three hundred over here in, in Australian dollars. Um, yeah, yeah, they're about three hundred. And I saw Donatello. Funnily enough, he was the only one on clearance price, which which I think is very much the story of Donatello right there. Yeah, and- I mean, when I. When I sold my Raphael on eBay, I sold them for less than than what I paid for him. So yeah, well that sucks. He Donatello, I think, went down to like ninety eight or something. Which is, oh wow, yeah, yeah, that's steep. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a big drop. But um, looking at the Mondo website, I see something that breaks my heart a little bit. Mondo exclusive Iron Giant uh, is sold out. But, also, but, something called. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, but for how long and until like when the, the retailers get it and it ends up being clearanced out through them or something too, you know? Like, well, I don't know. I mean, the the regular version you can still get, 
but it's really all about having that Mondo exclusive version, which as far as I know is was only available through the website. Yeah. But you never know. There's also something called the Shadow variant, which I had never heard of, and it's already sold out. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, a darker colored Iron Giant. So that's all I know. I don't huh. But yeah, I guess I could get the regular one, but uh, it's what, like what, a $5 difference. What was different with the exclusive one? Did it, it extra accessory or something like yeah, that? Yeah, usually that's Like the all case. Mondo exclusives, they generally just come with a few extra accessories. Yeah. Mm. The Batman came with like a whole extra box of accessories. Mostly that the space in that box was taken up by an enormous cape. Oh, that that, that cape is spectacular, though. Yeah, yeah that, he's currently yeah. displayed with the billowing cape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, that's at least good. at least I got that one. I'll, yeah. I'll cry quietly to myself about Iron Giant later. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, um, oh, I I got to get to the the other thing I got. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because I know Tom, you were asking about these. Um, th- something that's just started to show up. I've only seen in, in well, actually Walmart and now target here, the much anticipated McFarlane DC multiverse figures. Um, I have not seen anywhere close to the whole line or everything they're advertising, but, uh, I saw a few and I got two Batmans, one, the comic based Batman and the other, the animated series batman Mm-mm-mm. do um, we know if they're doing because i've seen a ton of those it seemed like a really big all the ones that they showed pictures for seemed like way too much for one wave do we know are they breaking that there, up into smaller there's waves multiple, yes there's small waves uh there's a build a batmobile wave oh and right right these are not part of that wave i didn't get any build a figure <laughs> uh but they did come with their own stands uh trading cards and a few accessories um I don't know about the trading card thing. I like it. They're pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but sure, why not? Are they um, are they randomized ones, or is it like... Uh, no, they're they're based on the character that's in the box. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, So when I say trading, I, I mean that metaphorically. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so had have they showed up uh, over there or not? I haven't, I haven't seen any, but McFarlane's always distribution thing over here like um the the big one that i saw make it to stuff like um uh so we have target and kmart over here but i guess uh we we have another one called big w and so the the mcfarlane halo stuff used to show up there uh a few years ago Hmm. but most of the mcfarlane stuff ends up at the specialty retailers and i don't really i haven't seen very much of it at all i don't really know which way it's going to go with uh with this dc stuff he's doing i could see it making to the bigger retailers but mattel dc stuff barely showed up over here like with the last sort of crazy yeah yeah it doesn't have the shelf presence that marvel does and like obviously some of that's because of the movies but i think it's just also yeah i can only assume hasbro gets on better with australian retailers than mattel does so (laughs) well i mean over over here it's been like 80% Marvel and 20% if you're lucky DC stuff on the shelves of any store. It, Marvel's and Hasbro have just been kicking the ass of everyone else for for years now. Mm-hmm. Does that does that sound about accurate, Adam? Uh yeah, for yeah. sure. Like it, it's it's hard you can find the you could find the Mar- the DC Mattel stuff, but it was a lot harder than Marvel Legends. Um but they seem to be Kind of going all out, at least with this first um, 
phase of of the McFarlane DC. Um, although I couldn't I couldn't find anything like Batman Who Laughs or uh, uh, the Hellbat. Is that even Hellbat, I want? Is that even out though? Like the I saw all the the promo shots and like they seem very vague about release dates and so on. Yeah, so, the, yeah. they're vague. I I've seen people on Instagram that have like them like all and the batman who laughs is part of the build-a-figure wave too isn't yeah he? i thought so and maybe yeah. nightwing is in there harley quinn maybe maybe harley so i saw the harley queen harley quinn at the store i kind of wanted her at first just because i like harley quinn figures but it's like i don't exactly like her design um it's like somewhere between the comic Harley Quinn and the cartoon Harley Quinn, but it's like really neither. <laughs> like they're doing, they're doing the animated series figures, but this Harley Quinn is not, uh, is not in name part of that. It's strange. It just says like classic Harley Quinn. <laughs> and she kind of looks like the animated series, but not really. I don't know if she scales correctly with them. It's weird, but I just. The, the animated series ones have kind of a slightly, they look a little bit, off to me as well but what's your verdict now that you've kind of got it in hand yeah well here's here's my hot take i like him <laughs> what the I, freak fiery what? i know i'm sorry look i'm sorry for anyone that i offended with that uh fiery statement but i do like i like the comic one a lot better than i like the animated one that's probably just my personal bias but He's better to me in hand by far than he was just like in pictures and solicits. These are these are huge. Uh, I should make that known. They're a lot taller. Like I'm standing it next to a Mattel six inch one right now, and, and these are like between seven and eight. And I don't know. Um, do, do they stand way taller? Do they scale with like Necker, or are they too like uh, sort of chunky and bulky for that? They might scale with um, NECA figures. The, the comic one definitely does. I, I don't know that the animated one... I mean, it probably, as far as height goes, it's probably pretty close. But I I, but I, but I think the comic one looks like something that would actually... Like, if you were if you were posing with NECA figures, yeah. I, I feel like it could They'll work. be about the same height. I'm, uh, But, like, I like his, uh, his head sculpt and, and face are better than I've seen... Uh, anything that I've seen Mattel do recently with Batman, he's got this great like cape design. Um, colossal, pl- colossal plastic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> thank you, thank you for asking. Actually, thank you so much. I'm, I'm so s- glad you asked. Just waiting for an opportunity to bring that up. <laughs> it's a it's a gorgeous plastic sculpted cape. Uh, I really I really like sort of action poses with when they they uh, cast the cape in an actiony like wind blown look and that's what it is but like but not so much that it like makes him fall over or anything like that and it's draped around his shoulders nicely great articulation um it's like i feel like he should have a thigh <laughs> swivel maybe of that or a boot swivel that those are the only like minor things i noticed but everything else is like double jointed and 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 sweet uh i will say for anyone listening and just needing an idea of Blake's collection here, he generally organizes things by toy line, uh, on the shelf. Um, and like a sane person would all that to say, there's no room at all for (laughs) these new figures. (laughs) He is out of shelves. He has nowhere to put these. I have no, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to clear a shelf. 
time for. I don't want to buy a new shelf. It's time for Batman right. Room Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, I was gonna say it's time to retire Little Gotham. I think. <laughs> never, Little never, Gotham. never. I hey, I re- I retired the DC Icons um, tiny line. Uh, I don't know how much else I can get rid of here. <laughs> I may have to do away with some Marvel Legends or something. Must have been a but, tough day uh, uh, going to the DC Icons and being like, "I'm sorry, DC Icons." You canceled. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I told them they were canceled. Um, and then I boxed them up, and currently they're on eBay. So uh, check me out. My all right, so you really did go all out then in, in terms of yeah. yeah they're not just nobody's in bought them. I put them in a in a lot, but I kept the uh, I kept the Batgirl motorcycle because it works better. I feel with the uh, the larger Batgirl from the DC Essentials line. That was a good. Uh, so, that was good cycle. That way. Yeah, I yes. I remember that line coming out and almost wanting to buy some, but they were just just a little too high priced for what they were. I felt like the, the, yeah. one of those ones that only showed up in specialty stores, and so you get the specialty yeah. store premium and that kind of thing. Like, yeah, you know. same here. Just the comic book stores, and they they are some tiny boys for for the price point. Mm-hmm. Um. It was a and bit that, like the uh, DC bombshells. Uh, like some of them were, they were excellent figures on the whole. But, they're up there. Yes, yes. But uh, they're up there in price. But for my money, they're the best. Like maybe the best thing DC collectibles ever has done. Mm. Ever. Well, I was kind of lucky. I ended up getting Poison Ivy and Wonder Woman, and yeah. uh, I got them because they were being cleared out of the local comic store for half price so the oh damn yeah, yeah waiting waiting I, on them paid off on this occasion yeah I, I, w- I wish i could have found a similar deal but i paid full price for all these uh bombshells spent more <laughs> than i had to i guess but still worth it spin a spin a bomb on them even <laughs> we don't have that expression that joke means nothing <laughs> uh <laughs> Anyway, um, have we talked enough about? Did it, wait? Did Tom ever say what he's got? Oh shit! Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You had you Jeez. brought your own things to the table. I, I did. Yeah. We don't have we don't have you physically here at the table. Sometimes so I, I have to tell Blake how to be a good and respectful worst. host. It's yeah. all about me over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've got uh, three or four things that I picked up recently. None of them are particularly new per se, but they're new to me. So um, just before Christmas, I picked up uh, the movie Leonardo from NECA. Uh, so, nice. Yeah, so uh, again, like I said, I bought Raphael and then I kind of came across a store that was having a sale, so I bought Leonardo, and now, of course, I'm going to have to buy Donatello and Michelangelo as well. But, yeah. Uh, you know. Well, if uh, if other lines are any indication, Donatello shouldn't, shouldn't run <laughs> yeah. you too much. i would probably pick him up for 10 bucks or something a year from <laughs> now. Is he yeah. the guy that's like Clarence Stout? Is that how it works? I think he's, if, if there's one Ninja Turtle that is probably the last one that people worry about buying, Ouch. it's probably Donatello. I could be wrong about he, that. He's, I think, picking... Your favorite Ninja Turtle is possibly harder than picking your favorite child. <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely! Like it's it's a real Sophie's Choice sort of scenario, you know. But <laughs> but you but you do oh, you got four Sophies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but I think like I think we all know that worst case scenario, like Donnie's got to go. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I had if someone a, uh... had to. It's, it's got to be Donnie. You know? 
We would rather have the party dude than the uh, the smart tech genius in the uh, in the group. I had a, a, a real nerdy friends, uh, nerdy and dorky among the nerds, mind you, um, who always wanted to be Donatello in, when we, when we played Ninja Turtles. So mm. shout out to him. <laughs> I will say, uh, Tom, my personal opinion, and I've thought about this a lot. I I really like all the turtle stuff that NECA is doing right now, mm. as hard as some of it is to to get your hands on. Um, but I feel like those movie turtles especially have set a standard for Ninja Turtle action figures that will never be beaten. And I don't mean like, I think that there's still plenty people can do with the cartoon and the comics and everything, but specifically as far as like the 1990 film goes, nobody will ever be able to make a figure that is better than those, those NECA movie figures. They are absolutely gorgeous in my opinion the, and and just a perfect likeness to the film yeah they look amazing the the only real criticism i have of them was it'd be good if it had a bicep swivel um yeah but uh you know that's that's mm. again first world problems like whoever right and whoever and thought I think we'd that's get always at all you know <laughs> right right and and i think that's a fairly common um I, I don't even know if I'd call it a criticism, but observation with NECA is that their articulation is often lacking, but I think it's because they prioritize style and sculpt over, over functionality. Yeah. And they've increasingly, they've done the bicep swivel on the predators now. Um, so oh, the, okay. the, well. they brought in a new predator body. I think when they did the ultimate city hunter, uh, I want to say though it could have been before that. And so like, yeah, now they've got the bicep swivels and they're, they're much more articulated than they were even five years ago so mm-hmm. um but yeah i think it, it really it becomes a cost versus you know return sort of issue as these mm-hmm. things always do you know they're not mattel well, who made all these molds back in like 2006 and has still <laughs> still using yeah. those uh, beefy bods yeah or, or hasbro who did, did the model later maybe in 2010 or something is <laughs> still yeah right right um, Still finding creative ways to put those pieces together. Exactly that bu- that Bucky cap, that that oh. pectoral, those veiny muscles. <laughs> Do- doesn't matter if the character is wearing clothes; you're going to see their veiny ass muscles, <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be the same ones every time. You just know it. And so I also picked up. Uh, so you you know they've started doing some of the twelve inch Marvel Legends again. Um, which uh, oh, they have did back they? in the old biz days. Uh, but over mm. the last year or so, they've rolled out a couple through Hasbro. And they're, as you might imagine, they're just kind of upscaled versions of the six-inch toys. Right, yeah. But they're a bit more detailed. They come with a few more accessories. So so far, I think they've done uh, Black Panther, a movie Black Panther. Um, they've done a few Deadpools and different color schemes. The only one I have is the red. I've seen a few other colors. Yeah. I was gonna say, and I thought those had been out for a minute. I remember that it was maybe a year or two ago they came out with like, at least over here, they had the Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Wolverine, Black, Spider- yeah. Black Suit, Spider-Man. Uh, oh yeah, they but did then too. I, yeah, yeah. Well, but then I thought that that line had kind of gone away. Well, but I, I guess maybe. Too. Well, maybe, maybe it has. But uh, again, it, I knew it wasn't new per se, but it's new to me. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. I, th- I mean, they're. I, I think they're good-looking figures. Yeah, uh, they are very nice. Well, that, that's my other new purchase. I picked up uh, the Wolverine from that line, so he was wow. getting. 
maxed out for half price, and so he ended up costing me less than a like normal Marvel Legends yeah. toy would over wow. here. Wow, <laughs> I was so jealous when I saw you post that. I was so jealous. I wish I could have found him for clearance over here. I just really liked the look of. Well, that's like my favorite costume for him, and I love that it comes like with a battle damaged head, whereas the the regular one didn't. Yeah, like three pack one does. Well, and he's oh, got whoop-dee. he's got battle damage shoulder pads that you can switch out to, or ah, you can just have plain nice. ones. So yeah, the the only issue I have with him is that like pretty much every Wolverine toy ever made, the claws are a bit wonked. Um, yeah. Know, yeah. So even on the big ones, that they, they, they hadn't really nailed down the claws. One, <laughs> one, one of his hands is perfect. The other one, it, it's crooked. And I've tried switching them around and so on. So I think it might even actually mm. be an issue with like the. Uh, housing that that it slots into uh so yes but again like for i think it was like 35 bucks rather than 70 or something you know so uh, it, yeah, uh, yeah. i was willing to make that sacrifice you know <laughs> so yeah so what i did um welcome to a real quick blake's cu- uh, customizers corner here um i took i took all the claws out put just a tiny dab of super glue in each of the little claw holes and then kind of held them in in a, in, in a perfect claw pose to my desired uh, positioning for each claw and made them uh, permanently straight that way. That was the only way I could get them to sort of stay the way they're supposed to be. Just a little bit of super glue. I might have to give that a try later on. I think I think yeah. looking at it now, I've got him in my hand here, I might have to uh, possibly yeah. even get out the old pocket knife and chisel out a little bit of the um the housing too but we'll see how we go yeah, we'll see how we go yeah. oh and then watch they, this space they redesigned his claws yeah <laughs> uh, like when when they did the black and gray x-force wolverine they did like a redesigned claw which are I, like bigger right they're they seem like yeah. larger blades the different shape i think they might work a little better maybe seem to have better luck with that one not being so wonky mm. and the know. um in the the three pack with Cyclops and Jean Grey, he's got he's got the alternate metal ones, and then oh. he's got the bone bone. Claws oh yeah, too. now that's cool. Yeah, that's the thing I wish. It's I got a really nice three pack there. that one. That I don't really do Marvel Legends on the whole because I know that it will cost me too much money and yeah, take over it's, take it's over the land room. But uh. <laughs> it's a, it's a mess. It's like there's so much. Like where do you, where does it stop? I don't even know what I'm collecting anymore. And I was mentioning. I don't know if we had you on the phone yet, but I was mentioning that to Blake off the air is like. Uh, and I've again said it many times, but like I really started to just focus on X Men because when I was doing trying to do all Marvel Legends, I found myself completely drowning <laughs> in action yeah. figures, and so I was like, okay, well I'll just do like '90s X Men. But of course, when I did that, is when they decided to like shift their entire X Men line to all 90 stuff. So like X force and um, X factor and X men, like it was just all everything they've been doing for the last year and a half or so is, is this 90 stuff. So I'm still having the same problem I always had, even with just the X men. But anyway, but again, who would have thought that like the better part of 30 years after they came out, like people would still be that excited about like Jim Lee Wolverine. Right. Like the, yeah. Yeah. The, they keep going back to it. Cause obviously it, it's it's one that Iconic. seems to resonate yeah. with people, you know, and continues to. So, yeah, I, I think we live in very good times to be toy collectors on the whole. Really, like we could. It be, is a golden age of toy manufacturing and collecting. Uh, 
and it's a blessing and a curse. There's there's a lot out there for us, but we're also being taken for a ride in a, yeah. <laughs> in every way by every uh, every nostalgia shilling company out there. Well, I don't know. I would I would take a little bit different state. I feel like we're kind of in late late stage golden era collecting. <laughs> I I feel like maybe the mid two thousands or so, which is kind of when I was getting into collecting the first time. I feel like. The industry and the the economics were as such that companies were taking more risks and just like putting out a ton of stuff and really random things. And I feel like companies now have to be a lot more careful on how, what they mm. what they choose. So it's not quite as prolific on. There's more formulas now that right. they stick to. They were throwing everything at the wall back then. A and, lot of it failed. And I think we're still very lucky, and we're still getting tons and tons of great stuff. Um, I just I don't know that. It's quite the the peak of the uh, of the golden age of toy collecting, but yeah, and that's fair too. You know, like I can't imagine something like uh, you, you know, Mc... do you remember those Clyde Barker Twisted Souls things, <laughs> yeah. Tortured yeah. Souls that that um, yeah. McFarlane did? They're apparently coming back, uh, but Mc... McFarlane's been saying that for like a year or so now, and there doesn't seem to be any updates. So, yeah. you know. Weren't they just like off-brand Cenobites or something? I think I remember these. Pretty, pretty much, of. I think, yeah. <laughs> that, that's probably not a not an unfair assessment. <laughs> like, I, I think it was McFarlane also had a line that was like a twisted Wizard of Oz type thing, where yeah. it was like the Wizard of Oz characters, <laughs> but they were in these like horrific like type of are you telling me it's like wizard of oz but like all dark it was dark yeah shit? <laughs> like yeah like the tin man with severed heads like i don't it was stuff like that like i don't Dor- know the tin man but he's like steampunk and has gears on him and shit oh <laughs> yeah. uh, dorothy was exactly. in like a bondage outfit or something yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. dorothy's very... in a very very yeah uh, progressive uh woman forward outfit that <laughs> Definitely was not about the male gaze or any sort of bondage fantasy. Absolutely not. Um, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was all, all in good taste, one hundred percent. Empowerment, people. It's all about empowerment. Yeah. Do you uh, any other acquisitions? Yeah, I have, we, I have we... two more. So um, now, uh, you, we've all been following each other on Twitter for a while now, um, and you'll sure. probably have seen me over the years talk quite a bit of shit about Mego. Um, you know. <laughs> oh I, yes, yes. I I hate Mego. I think they're awful. I get why people liked them in the seventies because you didn't have any other options. Well, um, yeah, there's the only action figure, uh, if you could call it that. Yeah, well, you had GI Joe, I, I guess, like prior, but like the they were just. Yeah, yeah. I just think they're dog shit. I hate it when companies <laughs> have tried to do revival ones. Uh, yeah, or, mm-hmm. or like Mego clones, effectively. I, I don't yeah. understand who it's for, who would want it. I hate it. Like, <laughs> and um, there were there were a lot of clones uh, in the 2000s. Yeah, there really were. And I guess maybe that was for boomer collectors or something like that, who, who wanted <laughs> having their own sort of nostalgia fits the way we are now, I guess, or something. Yeah. I, may, I may have a Batman in the Mego style uh, packed away in a box somewhere <laughs> that DC, DC Direct decided to make for some reason. Well, oh yeah, I remember. I need to walk back my criticism very slightly of Mego because uh, the other week I ended up uh, buying a Nosferatu one because uh, a few of them showed up in Australian stores, and he huh. glows in the dark, and the price was right. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll do it. I'll take the plunge and. 
It's actually quite a bit better than I thought it would be. Uh, I, I'm not a, a Mego convert or anything. I'm not going to go out of my way to buy them uh, in future. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it turns out you can find some redeeming features in some stuff you thought was objectively terrible. So <laughs> I think uh, Ran- Randy uh, from NECA on Twitter pointed out at one point that the Mego uh, Freddy Krueger, who has the Robert England likeness, um, the the picture or the imaging of the glove on the package was from the the remake um (laughs) the remake elm street like they just didn't even it was just like whatever picture just just google uh freddy krueger's glove and just slap that on the package i love that we need to buy three this afternoon dragging (laughs) neca's dragging mego in the tl (laughs) uh, because they're both fighting over the same license i guess because they both have those freddy and and neca you know has put out its own share of mego clones though i don't i guess they have and i don't care that much for those they they actually used to kind of casually refer to them as mego scale figures or mego style figures and then once Mego made a return. Randy like, kind of went on oh, Twitter like, uh, uh, "We can't call them that. We're we're calling them retro." Yeah, now, it's like you know? retro cloth action dolls or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. M- Marty but, Abrams and his his lawyers have put the kibosh on on yeah. that. Yeah, well, it's on the back of the packet. It referred to Marty Abrams as uh, the father of the modern action figure, um, which oh, I thought Lord. Uh, is a dubious okay. claim at best. <laughs> but the, yeah, he. He's well. He's who was in the toys that made us, of course, and he's he he's, he's proud character. of himself. Yes, oh, he's a character yeah. he's... who is into himself and his legacy. Look, you know, we've all he puts his face on the back of like what toy creator put their face <laughs> yeah. on the back of the card? Look, we we've all just been out of the office when potentially crucial business calls came through, and then you know, not bothered to chase up or anything, and then all of a sudden you don't have the license for Star Wars. Like, you know, that's... <laughs> oh, yeah. It, who, that's right, because he was on, like, a tropical vacation. Yeah, who amongst us hasn't that happened to, you know? Like, <laughs> it just slips through your fingers, and uh, it, it wasn't Marty's fault. Yeah. It, he ended up on his feet. He's doing fine now, right? I think there's it's... an awful lot of myth-making around him, and, uh, <laughs> you know... Mo- mostly yeah. done by himself. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should be stated. But, uh, so you got Nosferatu, and did you get another one? No, I d- they did have Freddy Krueger there, and I actually meant to message Adam um, and see if he wanted me to grab it for him, because I know Adam is a fan <laughs> of all things Freddy Krueger. Um, yeah. Because the toy itself actually didn't look too bad. Uh, I, d- I didn't notice about the remake <laughs> or anything, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have noticed either, because I, I guess it's like the promotional... Uh, like a promotional image from that film is what they were using, and I guess that's how Randy identified it. But anyway, funny. But I've I've thought about getting that Freddy Krueger too because it's not the worst looking of of those mega toys. Man, some of their like '70s shows, like the Happy Days or Brady Bunch ones, just oh. look like absolute garbage. Oh, just, the, yeah. the, the um the married with children ones, like they're yes. awful. Like, uh, and they're just flying off the shelves. Like you cannot <laughs> keep these things on the Target shelf. Well, These are well. Here they're target exclusives. I don't know. They're at a retail over here called Big W, who are who are target esque, I guess. You know, so um, to me that sounds like a like Walmart is trying to have a secret like offshoot. Big <laughs> W. I don't know what it is. Um, now, will will these scale with your full house? 
diorama playset. Uh, of course, <laughs> of course they will. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's uh, you know how much I love Full House, and uh, that's yeah, that's definitely something I've never criticized on Twitter either. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. so glad that they came out. Whenever that. I think of of Tom G. Wolf, I think of horror. I think of heavy metal and I think of DJ Tanner. Yes. Those are the three things I always think of. Je- well, Jesse, Jesse and the Rippers were just really uh, like. Eight well, they're to, you know. The... I mean, they kind of, they inspired so many like metal bands that came after them because they were extremely hard metal. Made me who I am today. I would say, like you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, on a, like I guess we can hope for maybe an Aunt Becky cell playset in the future, maybe with but, with two with the two baby twins, Nikki and. <laughs> I want a, I want a Lori Laughlin in a jail cell diary. Oh, that's I guess what that's I true. want. You could customize that, dude. Like buy the Aunt Becky figure and then put an orange jumpsuit on her. behind bars. Uh, don't, you know, you know don't encourage them because it's almost certain that they'll do like they'll like five years from now there'll probably be some kind of other ill-conceived mega revival and they'll do like orange is the new black ones or something like yeah, that. Oh yeah, and then yeah. Then, oh, then, then then the custom is easy. Yeah, exactly. Pop so, that head uh, off. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, okay. So, uh, Migo. All right. <laughs> I have one last purchase to talk about, and yes. that ties into today's episode. So, oh, excellent. Um, so I, I guess, like, if we want to segue a little into into the uh, the toys that made us episode, what, what sort of wrestling background do you guys have? Like, uh, what, what's That's your familiarity with? Well, good. That I'm glad you asked because it's nearly zero. <laughs> I was going to say mine is only through like friends of mine that were maybe interested in it. Mm-hmm. Never, never was I like personally a big wrestling yeah. fan. When I was growing up, I, I didn't watch it, wasn't into it. And I didn't have close friends who were into it either. So that's probably why it wasn't in my stratosphere. I, I was kind of hoping that Josh would be on for this episode too. And he'd have this long <laughs> elaborate story about how he wasn't allowed to watch wrestling. Cause it was satanic <laughs> or something, you know, he'd, uh, he'd probably, he'd be only allowed to watch the one where like the, <laughs> Uh, some sort of American hero through a, um, a Saudi yeah. uh, bad guy. Yeah, across, he, he was allowed know. to watch like Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior versus the Iron Sheik or something like that. Yes, yeah, that's, the, exactly. that's the one I was trying to think yeah, of. They're, yeah, they're as long the as they're slamming allowed, the Iron yeah. Sheik. <laughs> but um, they, yeah, that would be it. Yeah. So um, I guess like uh, to give a bit of my background, to get, to establish my credentials. So I watched it quite a bit as a teenager in what they called the attitude so that was the year ah. that um hulk hogan was gone he was over at a rival company and the big stars at the time were stone cold steve austin the rock um you know all of whom i think both of whom i think probably have a larger kind of cultural presence than um just wrestling these days like the rock especially uh and yeah. uh, he's a bona fide movie star. Have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah. He's he's made one or two. He's films. in. <laughs> he was in. A, I saw the, a movie the other day. He was he was in a Jumanji. <laughs> I remember going to in, going to see uh, the Scorpion King at the movies with a girl. <laughs> that was like his first. Yeah. Or no, no. It the, was no the Mummy Returns, yeah, yeah. where he. I mean, that's where he, the character his originated. His small role worst, in the Mummy Returns. The yeah. world's worst CG. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it looked great. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, and I think, I can't remember when I've had this conversation, but it's one of the, like, 
even for the time, that CG should have been better than what it was. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, like post Phantom Menace. <laughs> right. It looks the wrestling video games that were out at the time had much better likenesses at the Rock <laughs> than that. Yeah, better like better facial mapping for, <laughs> for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> I would just slap a big forehead on him and call it a day, guys. Like you know, like the, <laughs> just get those muscles, get the yeah. tattoos right, yeah. and you no, got yourself a rock. No one's gonna. Well, notice, and I'm surprised. So. And I'm yeah, I'm surprised there was no intern that was like, uh, "Excuse me, Dwayne Johnson doesn't have a scorpion body." <laughs> yeah, like that's a big a continuity error. <laughs> right. I think they should have they should have noticed it. It's actually in the IMDb goofs and trivia. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Oh, you know they accidentally put a scorpion body on Dwayne the Rock yeah, Johnson. Um, in real life, Dwayne the Rock Johnson doesn't actually have that. You know, in that right, right. Yeah, like, did you know that in 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 his personal life, yeah. he doesn't have a st- a giant stinger coming from his ass? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so in in uh, skyscraper, they didn't have to CG human legs onto him. That was just his. <laughs> his well, I guess they CG to. A prosthetic leg onto him. He had no. I th- he had his leg replaced by a stinger. I for- <laughs> I forget how they did it, but there was a, it was a plot point. Yeah. What What always baffles me too is looking at the Rock from like 1999 or thereabouts, and he was a big guy then. You know, like he. Uh, so yeah. to, so to give some perspective, I'm six four, and uh, so so I'm not a short guy. That's but a big man. The yeah. The Rock is. Probably an inch or two taller than me. Um, I, I guess it's it's hard. That's, to t- that's wild. It's hard to tell because, like, for wrestling, they inflate heights and this, that, and the other, and everyone's two meters tall and, and all that stuff. But like, <laughs> <laughs> The but, Rock wears enormous platform boots. <laughs> <laughs> but but he he's big and like he was a big guy, big muscular guy then, and impressively so. And when you look at him now, he's like twice the size he was back then. Like it's yeah, it is kind of like, crazy. Yeah, and he's like older. There was one of his early movie roles. Was what was the follow up to Get Shorty? Do you remember? Oh, was- stay cool. Ah. Stay cool. Yeah, stay yeah. cool. Ah. He was in that, and he had actually like slimmed down quite a bit. Oh, like he's weird. fairly he's fairly trim in that movie. Mm. You've got to if to have his size, you got to keep it up constantly. So, so he went from pretty big to pretty average to absolutely fucking ginormous <laughs> yeah you know like like he looks like he would go back in time to his old self's past and just tear that guy's head off or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that's so a dream that's a dream man actually surely you can do that in a video game these days yeah, oh, yeah. well you can actually because like the newer wrestling video games like they'll have with the big wrestlers like, say, The Rock or Steve Austin or The Undertaker or, um, you know, even Hulk Hogan, I guess. Like, you know, they'll have multiple iterations. So you can have, like, The uh, Rock 2015 versus The Rock 99 or something like that. That's so, funny. You know. That's funny stuff. I want to have um, old man Rock beat up on young Rock. Yeah. <laughs> young Rock. Can you have is, – is Batty Hulk one of – one of the options. Uh, so Hulk hasn't. Hulk made a return to the games last year, but he took a few years off for um, uh, scandal-related oh. reasons, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. But you could. That's right. Are you saying the brand didn't want to associate with Hulk Hogan? Well, they're, they're associating themselves with him again now. So I guess this is something about the episode I noticed. Like Hulk, we've all forgotten. Yeah, we've all Hulk, forgotten Hulk, and forgiven. I. <laughs> 
I, in all seriousness, I, I, I think it's very hard to talk about the history of American professional wrestling without talking about Hulk Hogan in some capacity. Like, because yeah, he, you have to. He was such a big star. He really did kind of transcend wrestling in a way that very few people did, arguably, until like The Rock, I guess. And Yeah, and you know, going back to our histories with wrestling, again, Blake and I both kind of share that we have nothing to do with it, but Hulk Hogan was so ubiquitous. I think, I don't, I would assume Blake would agree, like, I had a very lar- big awareness of who Hulk Hogan was. Suburban despite, Commando. Right, uh, 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 Super Nanny. Mr. Mom, yeah, what was Mr. it called? Yeah. No, it was, <laughs> no, it was, no, it was uh, Mr. Nanny. Um, Mr. Nanny. Mr. Yeah. What was it called? Was it Mr. Nanny? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Mom was the Michael Keaton. Okay. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. But um, yeah, he was he was in enough pop culture that I was very, very aware of Hulk Hogan despite not watching hor- uh wrestling yes, at all we all yeah. were sure and uh three three ninjas kick three ninjas high noon or something like that <laughs> like he was yeah, the I bad guy in that. <laughs> i think i saw the first no, i was he, very into the first it was three, the but. it was the um really bad sequel that didn't even have the original kids and um well they kept switching the kids jim you, varney was in it too oh shit <laughs> why didn't i see this one it's this cast is stacked and what was it? He's very, very He Man esque. Was it like at looking at High Noon at like Oh yeah, at, at High Magic Noon at Mountain? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not, oh, those three ninjas. So yeah, they did change the kids. Anyway, so I don't think you can kind of. Oh wow, Jim Varney had a had an interesting look in this film. Like I'm just saying now. <laughs> so it wasn't Ernest. He, Is that he, what we're saying? He looks like. Bob from Twin Peaks, but with short hair. Like he, he looks <laughs> I, horrifying. He would be a great Bob. Yeah. Like the the denim. <laughs> yeah, he looks horrifying. Like I, I'm scared to That's watch great. this movie now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Jim Barney. I'm into the vibe of Jim Barney bad guy. It's a look. Yeah, it was weird it when he did the few the few character roles he did beyond Ernest were always like these kind of very weird. I guess the only likable one was was probably um, Beverly Hillbillies. Jed Jed Clampett. Hell. Hell yeah, to the he S. was he was good as Jed Clampett. Hey, hey, but and and so it's not Slinky Dog from Toy Story. Well, yeah, oh, of course, yeah, of course, absolutely. Slinky Dog. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, any other ones? He was just like this character that was so uh, just cartoony usually, and that's the case with like High Noon at Mega Mountain or whatever. Is like it was just this like I don't know, I can't remember exactly, but just this overly evil looking like maybe an eye patch or a giant scar across his face <laughs> or something like uh, he. And just his, you know, his very like kind of deep voice, you know. Yeah. Just I have no reference for this. So, so this is all fantasy land to me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It, you could say anything, and I believe you. Well, it, I re- I remember seeing it. I think on like so Sunday afternoons on one of the free to air channels over here. Used to uh, like it was just an absolute wasteland. Like anything you'd actually want to watch, but they would show movies like, uh, you know, Three Ninjas, Mega, <laughs> High Noon at Mega Mountain, <laughs> or um, <laughs> that's how I saw the Garbage Pail Kids movie as well. Like, yeah, so oh, yeah. I, I remember watching it on one of those like afternoons where it's too late to kind of start anything new for the weekends, but then you've got to. Right. You, you know, you're not quite ready to actually get back into I've got school tomorrow mode or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. But yeah, so with with Hogan, like I think that I thought it was weird how much they focused on him. I appreciate he was the big star at the time, but the, they just uh, they didn't address it at all. They just kind of said like you know they made his picture the image for the for the episode and that kind of thing, and yes. it, it just all seemed strange to me to not 
kind of address it at all in there. But, you know, that, that, that was my take. I don't know what you guys thought about that. It might not have gone with the sort of really quirky, uh, lighthearted tone of that show to get into. Maybe they really wanted to avoid the uh, scandals related to Hulk Hogan due to the just the show's tone. It's hard to use goofy sound effects <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that when you're talking about... And then he said the N-word. Right, when you're talking... <laughs> yeah. When you're talking about ra- uh, racism, it's it's hard to just throw in little goofs and, uh, and clips and Bizarre mm. sex tapes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, there's, he's, uh, he's quite a character, uh, is Mr. Hogan. But um, yeah, I, I have very, very mixed feelings about him. I, I think you so i meant to have this article coming out soon for a wrestling zine that it's wow. all about kind of um hulk hogan appearing on an episode of baywatch back in the mid 90s and uh, <laughs> did not catch that one you well you can watch it all on youtube so so you should oh good, good. Uh, um you know macho man randy savage shows up as well and like <laughs> it, it's so bizarre they're, betra- they're like they hated each other in real life but they're pretending they're like best friends and they grew up wow. they, they came up from the streets together brother and all this stuff and, like, <laughs> and they they literally it's literally just the plot for um break into electric boogaloo like the wrestlers have to team <laughs> up to save the youth center from a property an evil property developer <laughs> and this this is baywatch yeah saying? this is baywatch yeah and then uh rick flair is the evil property developer the, and they're like, who could this property developer be and then this limo pulls up and rick flair gets out cackling and i like, like that i like him like, as the villain that's good i think that was a good he choice. is a good villain yeah yeah i have to say like he was probably the best actor actor interesting uh, out of out of many of the wrestlers but uh yeah it was uh, hogan was his usual uh it was interesting him seeing be so wholesome because even Mm. before all the stuff happened in 2015 with him like it's kind of been a bit of an open secret that he's not the most likable person off stage you know um like if you read any wrestler's book or if you go onto youtube and type in what does wrestler X think of Hulk Hogan? Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of people with a lot of access to grind against him, you know, uh, some justified, some not, you know, like this, this, this is always the case, but uh, yeah. It, remember, I can't, I can't remember who it was, but remember a year or so ago when he tweeted at someone like rest in peace, brother, we're going to really miss you. But the person hadn't died. Oh Lord. <laughs> the <Yes>. ultimate drag. <laughs> Like for some reason he just got it in his head that this guy died and and I think the person like tweeted at him like I'm still it's alive. So weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, I don't who, uh, now I need to know. Who I can't is. remember who it he, was. He but. retweets a lot of uh, he tweets sort of bizarre stuff and he retweets sort of bizarre stuff. Like he's not. Yeah. I don't think he's very internet savvy. Um, was, <laughs> Maybe not because he's like what seventy nine. Yeah, no, he's, he's uh, sixty eight. I think he's in that ballpark. Yeah, <laughs> well, so, yeah. he's up there. Yeah. So and he and he wants to have one last match, one last match against Vince McMahon. Oof. So um, it, but, uh, oh, this oh, is gonna be Rocky Balboa. I uh, against Vince McMahon though. I would like to see that. Uh, There's two. They have wrestled two old dudes breaking a each other a few times before, and okay. um, including main eventing WrestleMania one year, and uh, yeah, like it was. It was a mixed bag, <laughs> you know. Vince isn't See, really a wrestler, I, and I didn't. Need, yeah, I, I don't know anything about it. Obviously, I didn't know he like got in there. Oh I mean, yeah, I, he very. He much looks so. the part. Yeah, but he's always in that suit. 
I was just going to say, not to throw off the whole flow of the conversation, but was this all going to you, yeah, yeah, a yeah. new acquisition? I was wondering <laughs> yeah. about that too. What, well, did you, what did you get? Basically, I bought uh, another figure of The Undertaker because he's... Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's my uh, favorite favorite wrestler, basically. Um, I am sure that uh, I, I'm always dreading that I'll wake up and there'll be something on the news about something he's done or something like that. But so yeah. far, that doesn't seem to have been the case. Like, I, I think that's a... A legitimate fear with everyone's celebrities now is you're almost oh, yeah. scared to like people too much or at least express that too much because you're yeah, like any day now someone's going to come out they, and be like they keep breaking my heart yeah, yeah. this person is I done think a it's especially thing. pronounced with wrestlers because it's like a lot of facets of the entertainment industry there's a lot of you know there's a lot of unpleasant people working under unpleasant uh-huh. conditions and then you know having and a lot the, of masculinity it's, yeah and, it's not like the progressive uh industry that yeah, other things might be. Yeah, some companies say. are definitely better than others, but the, yeah, a lot yeah. of the conversation gets dominated by WWE, and they're really keen to paint themselves as very progressive, but then, you know, they're also doing money, you know, taking money for shows in Saudi Arabia, you know, right after that journalist was murdered over there. So, you know, uh, it's, uh, what, to, what to yeah. unpack there? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I didn't know that. They wanted... Well, because Vince McMahon is still the WWE owner, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so to, to give a bit of background there, so Vin, Vince McMahon's father was originally a wrestling promoter. Um, yeah. So back back in the day, wrestling wasn't nationalized; it was all kind of separate territories. And then who controlled different states or different cities, and and of course you had like smaller territories within territories, but it was kind of. Um, it was more of a like co-op system, I guess, and territories were friendly with others, and they'd loan out their champions, and you know, so they'd be, you, you could go and work the circuit, and you might be champion in one territory, and then you'd eventually leave and go to another one. And I think they talked a little bit about it on this the episode. Uh, Aubrey yeah. Citizen yeah. talked talked Citizen talked about it. Um, so Vince's big thing was after he took over from his dad was that he essentially saw a lot more potential in it than the other wrestling business owners did kind of nationalized the whole thing and drove all either bought up the others or just drove them into the ground and out of business or um, in many cases bought their TV time slots. (laughs) So that, um, (laughs) you know, like they, they were having these live shows and making money off the live show and then the, the televised advertising and so on. But then uh, Vince just slid in, offered more money to the station owners and there you go. There you have it, you know? And so Vince for a long time, I think it was pretty well known that he owned the company, but it wasn't kind of acknowledged on screen. And he was mm. just one of the commentators or, or like a sort of occasionally you'd see him doing some ring announcing or something like that. But it, but it wasn't like, here's Vince McMahon, the owner of the company. Right. And that kind of shifted in the late 90s. And he became an on-screen character after some nasty business with a couple of wrestlers where it, it's a long and involved story, but essentially he stitched one wrestler up in the ring, that wrestler quit, and everyone by then kind of knew Vince McMahon was the owner, so he copped a lot of the public heat for it. Um, so being the canny, carny businessman that he is... <laughs> He just turned that into a way to become an on-screen character and eventually a wrestler as well. So, um, <laughs> well, I think I think it's all summed up in a uh, a sign that someone in the audience was holding in the background of the episode in one scene. <laughs> 
the sign reading Vince McMahon is a corporate god. Yes, now, yeah, yeah. Whether, whether this was a plant, <laughs> whether producers gave that sign to the person, or whether they brought it in themselves, I I don't know. But I just thought that was a strange thing, uh, right. message. Like it's it's not even just saying like Vince Man, McMahon rules or we love yeah. Vince McMahon. Yeah. It's he's a cor- it's like specifically <laughs> referring McMahon, to his king prowess, of business. Yeah, his prowess as a businessman. Yeah. It's it's all, it's a very Trumpian thing to do. Like, <laughs> like are the best of business uh and then like Ooh, I'm the best of business. <laughs> Get well, out of my ring. I have <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait. You mean this? Get that piece of crap out of my ring! <laughs> it's not that wasn't Vince, but no, you, no, you get the, the idea. It's, Vince, Vince has said similar things, yeah. Or the the famous one he did where he came out and he said, "Life sucks, and then you die." You know, <laughs> which, which is, <laughs> yeah, uh, that is some pretty heavy stuff to be throwing out on. That's TV the mission. Program, the the know? mission statement for his company, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he claims that there's kind of a distinction between Mr. McMahon, the in-ring character, and Vince McMahon, the business owner and um, media personality, but. Uh, you don't have to look too far into his life to kind of see that the if there is a distinction, it, it's pretty pretty blurry, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was gathering from this. That he's 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 a character. I his business strategy, I think, could be summed up in this little bit I took from the show. I own WCW. I own the WWF, and you will treat me with respect. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, buy buy up all the companies, brag about it publicly, and then demand the, the respect. Again, a, a Trumpian way to to go about things. And and Tom, maybe you can shed some light on the fan response to some of this. But like when that's happening, uh, like the diehard fans are eating it up, right? Oh, yeah. Like they love yeah the, the kind of bad guy mr mcmahon well well that's it being a dick directly to the fans <laughs> well, well that's it and like so in wrestling you've got uh faces so baby faces who are the good guys and then you've got heels who are the villains so vince mcmahon has almost entirely been a, I'm, I'm sure he has been a face on a couple of occasions but he is far and away overwhelmingly played a heel so um you know if you're getting booed as a heel that's exactly what you want you know that, that's yeah. uh where and if you're a baby face and you're getting cheered that's what that's what you want there too so it's yeah such, he's such like, a, I, it's strange though right that the that the owner wants to play the heel well i th- but, well i i think but i think what tom was saying though is he kind of came into it naturally because it was like because he was being real life heel <laughs> like, it's, right, right. Right. it's That's like just who he is he man. was he, he was getting scrutinized and he thought it, you know it's kind of like uh, uh and uh, yeah i meant to do that sort of thing yeah. like uh, yeah right. i'm gonna how be can, a big how can i make jer- some money off this it's all this bad <laughs> <Right>. press <laughs> how can we turn it into dollars you know? <laughs> That's how do we <laughs> market my horrible personality <laughs> disorder how do we sell some t-shirts with my face on it <laughs> but i mean yeah he, he heels get booed but he he was uh, getting raucous applause yeah so it's, it's- well i think too at the time so wcw would WW well back then it was still the WWF and then they had a trademark battle with yeah. the Wildlife Wildlife Foundation and oh, became yes. the WWE. I do remember that. Um, but WCW was the WWF's easily the biggest competitor for a long time and, and even outdid them at a couple of times during the nineties, but they were just hemorrhaging money left, right and centre. 
they made really stupid decisions that, that pissed off all the fans. Like at one point, David Arquette was the WCW world champion, you know? Um, <laughs> that that choice makes total sense to me. Well, right? it was because he was doing it. He'd done a movie at the time called Ready to yeah. Rumble, and that had a few oh, WCW wrestlers I- in it. Embarrassing admission. Really enjoyed that movie when it came out. That I guess that is also my kind of my sole exposure to wrestling was well, I kind of liked Ready to Rumble. Yeah, it's meant to be quite good. I haven't seen it myself, but uh, David Arquette was apparently very reluctant to do it because he is quite a real life wrestling fan, and he thought if I do this, the fans are going to reject it. They're going to think it's stupid as hell. They're going to think it's the usual celebrity showing up on wrestling and stealing the limelight, the guys backstage, you can, like, none of this is a good idea. But they went ahead and did it anyway. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, David Arquette was a heel champion, so he played up, like, how great he was for being a Hollywood actor and that kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but, yeah, then two years later, uh, Vince McMahon bought the whole company for pennies on the dollar and bought up the contracts of most of the, the wrestlers who were there, brought a bunch and of And that was Ted... Ted, Ted Turner. Turner's yeah, company. Yeah. It's worth mentioning. And I, I can only assume that Ted Turner was not terribly interested in wrestling, but he saw money making potential in it. And yeah, but- yeah, like he had bigger media things going on. Mm. Whereas, I, from what I understand, wrestling is like Vince McMahon's one iron in the fire. Maybe. Well, let's the- not forget the XFL. Oh, yeah, yeah the, the XFL, XFL is definitely going to happen. <laughs> it, it's definitely going to happen. I mean, and this will be round, it, round two for the XFL as well. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, they did have a thing, but he wants to do like a revamp where it's like the MAGA version of the NFL, from what I've understood. <laughs> yeah, it's very. Uh, I'm not kind of conversant enough with gridiron and the nfl and so on to to have too many takes on that but i do just look at it and go vince like you tried it 20 years ago bombed like why do it again but um but this time maga that's (laughs) i think that's his whole angle if i was to do a bit of armchair psychoanalysis here like (laughs) please please do i think vince is an interesting person i think he's a real scumbag in a lot of ways um i (laughs) I also think he's a very damaged person in a lot of ways. He he just had the the most horrific upbringing with you know he didn't really talk to his dad till he was an adult and that kind of thing. His dad wanted to keep him out of the wrestling business for years, and hmm. I I think he and even though the man's a billionaire, like I think there's that kind of. I don't know if I would say he wants respectability per se, but I think there's that element of like. I want uh, to be. You heard him. He demands respect. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he wants to be taken seriously in a way that he's that he's probably not amongst his billionaire mates because he earned his money yeah, through for, wrestling yeah. as opposed to like owning sure. a sports team or something like that. So, yeah. I mean, I will say kudos to him for trying something totally new at age seventy-five or whatever he is. Like you know, I <laughs> I can't imagine myself sort of starting up a whole sporting league at that age. When, I can't imagine but doing that now. <laughs> to be clear, not not really something new, a uh, a retread of yeah, something that that's had true, that's tried true. and failed. But will it stick this time? You know, time will tell. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it depends on which direction the country goes, maybe. Well, uh, yeah. But based on what I heard about his uh, new rules for the game, let's say. Yeah. Well. And, and maybe this is my take. Maybe it's doomed to fail if the entire thing is a reaction to Colin Kaepernick. Like... 
is that really a big enough deal to warrant um a reactionary football league <sighs> i maybe probably not maybe... i feel like as a our our national conscience has kind of moved on from that a little bit i some people are very stuck on that one issue that is true but as a nation maybe not so much well it's it's all you know i i i heard about the colin copernic stuff and so on so i don't know all the ins and outs there but the yeah yeah it's it's an interesting situation and you know i feel like he was quite justified in protesting uh yeah do i think it's a good idea to build a reactionary football league in response to that <laughs> no no absolutely not but yeah, but he yeah. just i think he just sees controversy as another means of making money like if you can well, I mean, if you can monetize world, it then why not i think is what he does is whereas uh you or i or someone someone else or you too adam might see something go i i don't know if i really want to you know indulge in a sort of huge right-wing grift (laughs) yeah 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 and i mean speaking of grift what if a maga football league is all big part of a long con and really uh a bit of kayfabe oh yes well and that this this is one thing i didn't like about this episode i don't think they explained a lot of the terminology very well or or barely at all in some cases or at all yeah until the very end when they have a guy say wrestling's fake (laughs) and then they cut to credits immediately We are back on Shelf Life, talking about Toys That Made Us, professional wrestling with Tom G. Wolf, and he tells me he has a an Australia Day celebration to get to after this. No, uh, no, no, no. It's, did I get it's not that for, right? No? No, 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 no. It's not for Australia Day. We don't. Ah. Our, our family doesn't celebrate Australia Day. So, but um, okay. But uh, uh, no, the the Royal Rumble is today, which is the second biggest wrestling event <sighs> on the on the calendar. So, um, so it's yeah. timely. Yes, it just happened to take place on Australia. Well, yeah, it is coincidental, actually. Like, there's a public holiday here, but it's always around this time of the year. So it's. Uh, but ordinarily, I might be at work, and they're just watching it when I get home. But today, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a big one. Bailey has a match. You'll be pleased to know. So, uh, oh snap. So Bailey, I don't know anything about wrestlers, obviously, but Bailey is the one that I, th- I think you introduced me to. Yes, yeah. that you probably just kind of assumed she was at my alley because she had kind of a a wholesome, cutesy sort of aesthetic. Well, right? and, uh, and a literal Carly Rae Jepsen knockoff for a theme song and so on too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it called, like? leg lock me maybe or something no, <laughs> no it's it's just very um uh, it reminds me it's it's like that one she did with that the owl city guy it's it's always a good time oh, wow. or something like that. oh yeah, yes yeah. yes yes yeah Excellent. it's uh legally distinct from copyright purposes <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> legally dissimilar and uh non-actionable yeah exactly, um, exactly. so bailey uh yeah side pony cutesy clothing great outfits mm. um but she's gone heel now so she she cut yeah. it off and uh yeah. what's broken my heart is is heel bailey which i think some fans were were 
begging for, but I, I don't know if, I don't know if I like that turn of events, but who where, am I to say? Where is where does the match actually take place? It, so this year it's in Houston. Um, it's a okay. Minute Maid Park, uh, I, which I guess is a ballpark ordinarily. Um, huh. But oh, yeah, they move around every year. So like, uh, I think last year it was in, you know, WrestleMania last year was in um, New Orleans or something like that. But yeah, but, um, sure. Yeah, it's all it's all a traveling show. It's all it's all that keeping that carny tradition too. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess we should we should drill down on the episode, I suppose. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Um, I'm I'm glad you said that. the The episode is mostly a story, of, and then they com- they compare it at the end to um, a, a wrestling match uh, between <laughs> between toy companies as well as between wrestling companies. Um, and it's just like a constant who will come out on top. And I, you'll have to help me probably because I get confused with all the, the changing hands. Of oh, the I think companies they absolutely stretched the metaphor as much as possible, didn't they? Like the, you know. <laughs> sure. And with lots of footage of, of a grown man banging two, uh, two wrestling figures together childishly, which I, I love that they kept reusing that one. <laughs> Well, I do. I, I, I right now, from where I'm sitting, I can see it. I do actually have a whole wrestling ring uh, stuffed full of various wrestlers and things like that. I'll have to send you Love a photo it. afterwards. Yeah, um, you should, and we can we can post it on the Instagram. Are, are you gonna get? Are you gonna get the Masters of the Universe uh, ah, wrestling uh, ring? I haven't seen it show up at any stores here. The, the one I they. They've put it on sale at Walmart here. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I saw the individually carded ones for the first time recently here. So I one of the reasons I stopped watching wrestling when I was a teenager was because John Cena was suddenly being pushed as the guy. And yeah. also Triple H was one of the big stars at the time too. And don't get me wrong, I, I, as an adult, I have a much greater appreciation for both of them. Um, but uh, and and their sort of various in-ring qualities and them as people in in various ways and and things like that. But the ring coming with John Cena and Triple H is <laughs> is a way for me to just automatically look at it and go, I don't want that. Like, <laughs> it's an affront to your sensibilities. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far when I when I was like uh, <laughs> seventeen. Absolutely, <laughs> but today it's more yeah. just like you're not selling me, guys. <laughs> you who, can do who would you have the ring come with? Your your dream wrestlers? I'm heavily biased, but I would go Undertaker. Sure. Um, and two but, Undertakers, but, but, yeah, two <laughs> Undertakers. Yeah, 19, 1999 Undertaker and nineteen ninety two Undertaker or something like that. <laughs> I was gonna say a good one and an evil one. I yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that exists. <laughs> I I think that he, he's getting there... his own figure. He, he's like scare glow in this one, so he's going to glow in the ah. dark and stuff. But we'll have to see if the lion actually makes it that far. <laughs> and but I I would have seen him as maybe like a Skeletor type figure, but yeah, but they've kind of filled that with Triple H because. Triple H is in. They Weird. don't. He goes through phases and changes up his look every now and then. But he was the Skull King for a while, and like he'd come out to matches wearing a big skull mask <laughs> and that kind of thing. And so I, I think that's. And also like, so I don't know if you knew this, but Triple H is married to Vince McMahon's daughter in real life. Oh. <laughs> Strange. Okay, no, I didn't. Yeah, know. yeah, they kind of met back in the like. You know, obviously he was one of the wrestlers for the company, and then they 
uh, love blossomed and uh, they uh, got together <laughs> and they're still married now. And when Vince eventually kicks the bucket, Triple H will probably take over in that kind of role. Oh. He'll inherit it. Strange. Well, yeah, yeah, and his they they they're already hugely involved in behind the scenes stuff and so on. You know, I think that's that's sort of the the end goal there. But um, if the ring, I'm trying to think who's contemporary enough to maybe Bailey would be good. She she'd be a good fit for that He Man aesthetic if they did her I right. Think so she's um, uh, she's the Shira maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, well she's more of a she's more of an Eva Lynn now. Yeah, so you could have Heel Bailey, and then maybe, oh, who would you have as a good guy? I'm trying to think, and and then you could have Becky Lynch as the the good guy or something like that. That 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 could Absolutely. work well. Yeah. <laughs> I see, I see her figures uh, on the shelves often these days. I don't see Bailey's, which is like the the one I I would want, and I, ne- I never see her. Yeah, the, the, she hasn't had a new one in a while. I've I've got mm. two Bailey's, but um, we I I guess. <laughs> Um, the 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 short answer though is I probably won't go in on that line. I might pick up. Okay, yeah. There's a couple there's a couple of characters I'll pick up, but I, I was a little too young for He Man first time around, so I don't have that kind of nostalgic attachment to him. And uh, I'm already spent a huge amount of money on like Mattel's uh, regular wrestling line. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and um, speaking of Mattel, the reason that that crossover comes so naturally, I yes, guess, if you want to put yeah. it, is because, of course, Masters of the Universe being a Mattel property at some point in recent history, I, I want to say, uh, the WWE became Mattel property, or how recently did they acquire that? Because uh, it went through I, about 15 companies. Yeah, and they, they didn't sort of give years on any of them, did they? Like, yeah, the, um, yeah. I think, I think it was it was about 2010, 20, somewhere between 2010 and 2013, I want to say. So they've had it for a okay. few years now. But um, Was it Hasbro before that? No, it was uh, Jax. Um, Jax, Jax that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, I got the timeline all screwed up, but they, they give you all the companies in the show, but they just go through it real quick. Hasbro had it in the early 90s. and That's right. I quite, I'd never had them as a kid, but I quite like the look of them now because they look like they fit in, they've got a very Playmate style to them. Like they, those yeah. Hasbro Yeah, they figures. were the more squat, they were articulated but kind of short, is that right? Yeah, and they look like they could be Ninja Turtles characters or something like that. And I, I think to, though they never came out and say it, I think that's probably what they were going for. Which, to be fair, a lot of companies were at the time trying to, yeah. you know. Oh, I, you got to replicate that. Uh, it's a license to print money, that Turtles formula. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you've got um, toys that fit that aesthetic, you know, the kids, yeah, all, yeah. kids all be keen to get in on that. Of course, late, later on, I don't know how the licensing worked out, but they, or recently, they they combined, they did a mashup of turtles and wrestlers, right? Yeah, yeah, that was about, I want to say, twenty seventeen. So they did two waves of that. So the first wave was team and I guess it was a joint venture between Playmates and Mattel. Is that how it, it worked? It must have been. I I, I only I wasn't because they were at the they time. would have been Playmates figures. They would have been Playmates figures because yeah. they were with that line. Mm-hmm. Of Ninja Turtles, so yeah, it, it probably was something where they licensed the 
to wrestling. Yeah, like, so and I think that's why they're in a totally different scale and so on. Because yeah, because the sure. way they get divvied up, I know with like say with Funko Pops, right? You know, all the Marvel ones are bobbleheads, but nothing else is. Like, yeah, it's because Hasbro has the licensing, the licensing yeah, the... for action figures, and so if they don't make it a bobblehead, it's considered an action figure, and blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, it seems yep. Star Wars has to be on a silly little and base. Yeah, this is yeah. a weird. And this is probably a weird distinction to make, but the turtles were the the turtles characters, but dressed as wrestling characters. Whereas all these other mashups are the specific wrestlers with with themes after (laughs) you know what I mean. So So I know that's a weird distinction to make, but it's the the actual character that is being portrayed in each of those are different. Yeah, yeah. So like in the first wave was. uh, Raphael's thing, um, who was a big WCW guy back in the day. Uh, Leonardo was John Cena, which which is a good fit actually. Like Leonardo is yeah. John Cena esque, like in you know, yeah, overly Ca- the Captain American white boy. Type. <laughs> yeah, 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 the boy, the Boy Scout. Um, yeah, I guess probably Don- better way to say that. <laughs> the white boy. Yeah, it's okay. You can say the white boy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's kind of what Vince McMahon has traditionally preferred, like, you know, which is a, <laughs> a kettle of fish on its own too. Like, but, yeah. And then you've got it's, – It's what I hear that Hulk Hogan also prefers people of, of the white race, which is – I think it's hypocritical because the man does have the skin of a hot dog. He he, <laughs> and when you ever watch one of his matches, too, he gets he comes out and he is insanely bronzed up. One thing, yeah, bro- and then <laughs> as the match goes on, yeah, he has that real sort of hot dog skin. Not not just it's not just so color, shiny but, and but, gr- yeah, but the, texture the as well. Like oh yeah, it's, it's really yeah, the, you want to bite into it like a ballpark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this like, and I get that that was the look at the time and so on. But like, it seems extreme even for the time. It's an like, insane you know, look. Yeah. yeah, even then, it's a bad outfit. <laughs> Um, and then you had Donnie as the Undertaker, um, which is weird because like Donnie's sort yeah. of the yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, yeah. And then Mikey is Macho Man Randy Savage, which which makes sense. That 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 I can see that. <laughs> I, you know. I'm gonna have to take your word on all of this. Yeah. Well, did, did they do another? Am I dreaming, or did they do another wave where he was a rowdy Roddy? Yeah, they did. So Mikey, oh, okay. they that's did a wave two where Mikey was rowdy Roddy. Um, That's a better match. I like that one. Raph was the Rock. Uh, Donnie was the Ultimate Warrior. Um, which weird is, again. Is it's a weird fit for him. Mikey would have been a better Ultimate Warrior, I think. Um, but also, like uh, uh, the Ultimate Warrior is. Um, we all know about Hulk Hogan being kind of. Um, problematic uh but the ultimate warrior was someone who was equally so if not more so so um really yeah go go over read of his wikipedia page sometime and uh, there's some there's some not nice stuff on there they kind of only showed him growling and making guttural noises on this episode (laughs) so i don't know much about his politics well his his promo yeah and that's the way they want to keep it because at the moment they It's not a it's not a secret or anything. Everyone kind of knows, but it's not something they really acknowledge on camera because every year they give away an award named after the Ultimate Warrior, and his wife is still involved in the company in some capacity. So, the, like, he's since passed away. He passed away a few ah, years ago. Um, right. You know, I think burnt out by um, a lifetime of hard living and, and 
living fast yeah. and warrioring and, and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just being a warrior. But I do like one thing I do admire about him is that after he left the WWF back in the day, he couldn't use his name for a while. So he did actually just legally change his name to Warrior. So that he could. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Which was kind of a flex. I, I did admire that. Yeah. Yes, strange flex. <laughs> yeah, and good commitment. I like the commitment. Yeah. Other mashups that more in the Mattel universe that they did like a horror thing, monster thing. Yeah, so like Paige is a zombie and Asuka is um, some kind of Japanese demon and so on. So yes, some of those yes. were good and some of them were terrible. Like they they really covered the spectrum with that one. <laughs> Right. I would always when I when I would go through the toy aisle, I would kind of thumb through some of those and I've never mm-hmm. bought wrestling figures or collected them. But and not that I was necessarily close to buying those, but those were ones that I always kind of admired. At least some of them were, yeah. were pretty cool. But I think that goes into like the horror fan of me. You know, I was sure. mm-hmm. I was more kind of I was more attracted to the kind of the idea of these monster figures, you know, yeah. more, more so than them being wrestling figures, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, did I, they do like a straight up, like Jason or Freddy or did they? No, have no, 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 nothing. Okay. All, all very, uh, um, nothing you'd actually or have to fork out just for kind a trademark of, for, you know, uh, yeah, okay. just general archetype. They also didn't. They also do in addition to horror, like zombies as well, like separate from. I that? think there were a couple of waves of the horror ones, and oh, you know, there was zombies. I'm looking at them now. Yeah, and like they, they were. I remember seeing. I wasn't watching wrestling when they came out, but I remember seeing them on the shelf and being like, "This is extreme for um." Yeah, yeah like I that. thought it was weird, and I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know wrestling, but I was like, "This is a weird thing to the, exist." They were gory by um. They're gory by like Todd McFarlane standards, let alone like uh, you know, <laughs> right? They they were figures and... you would, yeah, you yeah, wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't typically see them like next to Ninja Turtles in a Walmart toy section. Yeah. You know, those mm. would be. I mean, you would see them there, but that was unusual. And these to these see retailers them there. are famously like skittish about having offensive things in their their kids' toy aisles. I mean. I won't even bring up the naked cheetah controversy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the um, or the Austin. Remember when the Austin Powers toys got shipped out and some of them had their yeah. yeah. ships swapped? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was funny. I, I can't believe that. They, well, I guess they had no other place to put them but the regular kids' toy yeah, aisle. Yeah, back, back in those. yeah, because there weren't adult collector sections like there. No, are now. no, there was. There wasn't the little back of Target with NECA stuff in it. <laughs> yeah, the, the Funko Wall that all stores must have now, legally by law. I I gotta say, I bought my share of Funkos over the year, but I really am waiting for the bubble to burst on that one, and I'm amazed it's taken as long yeah. as it has to. Like, I don't know if you. We had like an episode where we talked about beanie baby bubble and we were like would will this bubble burst or is like what's going to happen here because it's gone on for too long it seems like this uh this weekend i met a long lost cousin of mine um and i was telling him he works at vintage stock and he's kind of into the the culture a little bit not collecting action figures so much but just kind of the general uh geek culture i guess for, for lack of a better word so i was telling him about the podcast and said it's about action figures and collectibles and the first thing he asked me was what are your feelings on Funko? <laughs> and Adam's like, I got some takes. Yeah, I did have some How takes. How much time you got? But he, like I said, he works at Vintage Stock in, he, in Kansas City, and he was telling me that, yeah, his particular store just has a full wall of them, you know. Everybody, have you seen a Hot Topic lately? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a floor to ceiling, about a 14-foot display. Well, yeah. When they, you have to ask it, when, them when, to get a ladder. 
uh, I was working for EB Games when they when they first kind of became a thing over here. So this this would have been hmm. like I think they sort of started getting a, much of a presence around the same time the first Avengers film came out. So like mid twenty twelve something ah, like that. Yes. All of a sudden we got them in by the truckload at the store I was working <laughs> at. And I remember seeing them and thinking, these are some of the shittiest things I've ever seen. Like yeah, I back then, they, just... they were made more poorly. Yeah, they were terrible. Like the paint was awful. Like, oh yeah, they, they were they were so bad. And I remember in particular, we ended up with like five or six Nick Furies, uh, like just shell forming <laughs> for like for like a year. And I don't know what he's worth now, but like a, a couple of years after that, like that Nick Fury was worth like several hundred dollars or something. Like, and I was yeah. like, oh geez, I wish I'd like bought a couple because you know we yeah. we could, that's crazy. We, we couldn't get rid of them at like nine dollars each. <laughs> no one wanted. I, yeah. I don't know so. how anybody can see a, a Funko wall and think this is a sustainable business model. I mean, I, obviously it works for them, but it's like they there is so much product, and I thought that was bad for business to have so much product sitting around everywhere you go you know yeah my pet theory is that they have done all right because there's very low barrier to entry um in terms of collecting uh now anyway because a lot of the old discontinued pops they've done new versions of and things like that um and also like the there are so many licenses that are done that no one else will touch like right. you know, I bought the. Uh, I actually met Doug Bradley last year, and I got him to sign my um, pinhead one. Um, and oh, cool. uh, I met uh, Ashley Lawrence as well, and she signed it. So that that's sitting on my shelf now. And uh, I met Kai Barker as well, and got him to sign it too. So it's all just kind of up on the shelf now. But it, you know, like it's an easy thing to have on you for that kind of thing as well. And yeah. no one, when it came out, like in 2015-ish, something like that, like no one else was doing any Hellraiser stuff at the time. Like right. the license was kind of dead. Yeah. And and that's what I told my cousin. I'm like, for all the hate that I give Funko, I will say I own a few pops, and it's for that very reason. Because mm. where else am I going to find a Jim Henson action figure or yeah, yeah. A, a Tom Servo and Crotey Robot action figure? <laughs> you know, they're yeah. just, they don't exist, <laughs> you know? So... Until Diamond came out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What has um, what has kind of bummed me about some of them is that we get a lot of really what ones that are not very relevant to us over in Australia clogging up the shelves. So like we ended up with like the was it Sanford and Son? The like the, there's like <laughs> Sanford and Son pops like you know yeah. it's a show that hasn't wow. been on since the seventies. I don't know if it's ever aired over here or not. And doesn't like, you know yeah, and probably doesn't have a huge Australian <laughs> That's culture. No, that exists. And, and we get all the Jeopardy ones and stuff and like yeah sure like uh, Alex Trebek has a certain level of internet fame but like you know I've never watched yeah. Jeopardy in my life <laughs> like you know <laughs> like, you got to have a Ken a Ken Jennings pop for all the Ken heads out there. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so like I see why these things would sell in the US uh, or Canada and places like that, but they seem to import them here very indiscriminately, and like the buyers <laughs> yeah, they don't are think not. Ahead. 
yeah, the buyers That's are not really, kind of really doing their jobs with those ones. Like, but I, I guess to, to circle around, there, there are plenty of WWE pops, as you might imagine. Uh, right. Um, I assumed that there were, yeah. Yeah, I've got a bunch. Um, okay. uh, but as with all things pop, like some of the early ones are discontinued and worth an absolute fortune. So, you know, it's... Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... it's it, an interesting time to try and start collecting WWE ones if you wanted to, I guess. Like, yeah, they're not, right. you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin hasn't had a pop since like 2013, for example. Like, you know. Um, yeah. Interesting. Well, so that's yet another company to get their hands on the license. Um, and of course, not even touched on in the show, which if there is one criticism maybe uh when they get to the modern era of wrestling toys it just kind of tapers off and the episode ends yeah yeah uh, <laughs> i think so i think to be fair like, around to that the mattel cranks them out so quickly sort of like yes. marvel legends-esque speed like it would be difficult yeah. to do a proper look at it i think but um but the, the quality is 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 i would say higher than it than it was with the the other companies that they spend a lot of time on Oh yeah, and definitely. And, and I've said this before too, for customizers or or um, people that make dioramas or anything like that, those they put out a ton of great accessories with those figures too. Stuff you would never find with normal action figures or anything. I do like that. Yeah, one cinder blocks chairs. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> one thing you can get actually, there's this company called Ringside Collectibles who are kind of like. Uh, they they were they're not part of WWE or Mattel, but they work quite closely with both of them. And on there, you can buy things like um, entry, you know, cardboard papercraft kits of like entry ramps and that kind of thing. And oh, wow. uh, you can just straight up buy accessories like hospital beds and chairs, and <laughs> st- you know, you, you can buy them sort of totally separately if you want to to use with other other action figures, or if you just like want to supplement what you got with your regular figures. So I haven't ordered I like that. that stuff on them just because postage is pretty obscene <laughs> internationally. Yeah, sure. but yeah, it's it's good to know yeah. it's there. Yeah, now I feel like looking into that and. Possibly getting some stuff. Yeah, for, yeah, you should. Not you should. for wrestling, but just just for any six. For inch Batman, scale. he needs he needs some robins on a gurney. But maybe exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when a robin is is mortally wounded? Batman. Maybe uh, Batman wants to sit in a chair, every a folding chair, <laughs> or he wants to give out some chair shots to uh, you know, like uh, the Joker or something yeah. like that. Like, sure. Yeah. He, the- he has to improvise just like everyone else. <laughs> he's got a ch- he's got a folding chair in his utility belt, I'm sure. <laughs> so, um with the episode, so they they turn through a bunch of stuff, so uh, Gloob, like you know, and and was it Gloob where or was it LJN where um Jewish Lightning came in? Uh, wait, who are you talking? Is it this guy you're talking about? Jewish Lightning. That is where Jewish Lightning started. They would call me the JL or just Lightning. Now the JL, <laughs> the JL, or just Lightning, aka uh, Robbie Canoff. Robbie Canoff. Gl- that's right. Yes, from yeah. Gloob, mm. and briefly tried to be a wrestler. <laughs> I yeah, think. I I wasn't 
so I guess, and I think to be fair, Robbie would agree with this characterization. Robbie is a big, uh, or at least was like a big Mark. Like, so Mark is mm. like someone who's a massive fan, and um, it, it's a weird term because people will use it pejoratively, but it doesn't have to be a pejorative either. Like, it's you know, like if you see someone getting too invested in a story that's obviously not going to go anywhere, you'd say, "Oh, he's such a Mark," or something like that. But yeah. <laughs> Conversely, you might say, oh, really marked out for that when that wrestler came back. But, you know, yeah, so. Interesting. Well, I was just going to ask a, a question to clarify because, again, this is my own ignorance with the, the wrestling <laughs> thing. Uh, terms like, like babyface and heel and mark, are these like industry-wide and known worldwide or are these uh, kind of – Australian specific. No, 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 terms. no. These are industry things. So okay, um, okay. I've I've heard those even as a non wrestling fan. I've heard them over here. Yeah, generally used. Some some of them have like wider cultural presence, like heel does. Obviously, like oh, you know, what a heel or something like that. Yeah, but, sure, sure. Um, but a lot of it kind of. So I I'm not sure if you were here, Adam. I might have just been talking to Blake, but like a lot of the terminology comes out of old um, sideshow carnival days. Yeah. So you so in wrestling you have kayfabe, right? So kayfabe is like the suspension of disbelief when you're watching a match. Okay. And you kind of like you're buying into the illusion that this is a real fight and people's lives are on the line and this, that, the other and 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 so um so that's kayfabe and so within that context you have like a match is a work like you know and you're working the crowd and it's a you know it's a work is part of the wider fiction that goes on in kayfabe right gotcha okay but then you also have shoot so like shoot is when something happens that's either off script or um, someone is, might be giving an out of character interview or something like that, so you'd call that a shoot interview. So, okay. kind of like um, shooting from the hip or something. Along yeah, I think that's where it comes from. Yeah, or or okay. perhaps it has come to mean that. I, I don't really know which one precedes the other, but um, yeah. But you do kind of uh, yeah. So, but all that terminology kind of developed so that the wrestlers and the promoters and so on could talk to each other about what was going to happen in the ring without letting on to everyone that it was a that it was a show as opposed to an mm-hmm. actual fight. So, I think people have pretty much been in on wrestling being a work um, uh, for a very. I, I don't call it fake. I don't call it fake because people are putting themselves at risk and things like that. It, it's a predetermined yeah. outcome and so on. But I, I don't like when people refer to it as fake because I think it minimizes a lot of the hard work that goes into it into becoming a good performer and so on sure sure i mean it's just like anything it'd be like calling a movie fake yeah, yeah exactly or, yeah or a television series yeah yeah no, it's faked I, I remember saying the like when game of thrones was wrapping up saying a few people and they're like oh i can't wait to see the final season i'm like you know it's all fake right like, you know, it's, it's, it's not really dragons you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's kayfabe baby yeah. sitting there in my undertaker t-shirt like <laughs> yeah, it's fake it's all fake but um yeah so they needed that sort of code to um talk about what was going on but now of course like with the internet and just with the acknowledgement that yeah this is a work and it's entertainment as opposed to a legitimate sporting event it's all kind of seeped out into wider culture how mm-hmm. wrestlers themselves use these expressions i'm not 100 percent 
and I do get the impression sometimes that there's a bit of a distinction between the way like we as fans would use it versus the way someone who's a performer might might use it, you know. Okay. Um, but yeah. I, but I I don't know, and like I'm not a wrestler myself. I, I've met a few, but I um, you know, I, I don't have any in super industry inside secrets or anything like that. <laughs> um, well, you certainly know more than I do. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've well, been trying to look up the origins of of the words kayfabe and and heal, and so, I feel like I knew it one time. Kayfabe, the, the, the best explanation I've seen for it is that it comes from a Yiddish word that means like, oh, I can't even remember what it means. It was like a combination of two Yiddish words or something like that, that, that have come to, that were bas- basically meant like it's, it's fake or something, something like that. But I, I don't remember okay. all the ins and outs of it. And then, but people have been pretty in on it on wrestling being a work for a long time for the most part. Like, you know, people who knew knew, but there was a lot of um, work done to kind of prevent that from becoming outsider knowledge. And uh, Vince McMahon is technically the one who blew the lid on it, too. <laughs> so. Um, you know, it all it all circles back to Vince, doesn't it? Like he <laughs> he kind of in the I think it was in the late eighties, he uh was getting a lot of questions from New York's athletic commission about like what sort of doctors he had there and, and things like that, you know, <laughs> in case there was legitimate in- injury during all these fights that were happening. Just imagine how sweaty <laughs> under the collar he was like, <laughs> Yes, yeah. You yeah. mean I have to uh, uh, be uh, legitimate about the safety? <laughs> I think I might be facing some trouble here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway You will show me with respect. <laughs> well so he essentially went to court over it and kind of turned up there and said uh look it's all scripted and predetermined it's sports entertainment not real sport and uh and so, then a jury went what, what? yeah and, and, and of course like anyone who's over the age of 12 was like not surprised yeah, yeah, yeah. at all because <laughs> like, if you've ever like like even as a kid you could see what was going on but like when you mm-hmm. go and watch your like 80s hulk hogan match now it's just like I've seen real fights happen, even in places like the playground, and and this is not yeah. how real fight works. You know, <laughs> like, <it's> just... <laughs> most real fights happen on the ground and involve a lot of hair pulling. <laughs> That's yeah, my or, school experience, at least, or or face slapping and, and that kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and people don't usually uh, hesitate and pause for a moment while someone. Uh, puts them in a specific move and throws yeah. them to the ground. Like, <laughs> well, or, I do. I do remember um, a particular bully uh, at the beginning of the fight giving a twenty-minute monologue about he was about his shifting allegiances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I've seen some tough times on this playground. <laughs> that 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 kid uh, did have a great entrance outfit. I, I must <laughs> yeah. say. I, I really enjoy, especially in like um, baseball, when someone will punch the umpire, and then <laughs> and then the game the game just, just kind of continues yeah, to go yeah, on. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and then no one the announcers used... are just like, "This is so illegal! How is he getting away with it?" Yeah, and no one we're not no going to stop uses it. Uses video replay to invalidate the results of the match or anything <laughs> right. like that. Like, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But does I mean, replay exist in wrestling at all? Like that, like it does in other other sports. Uh, Just so, when you so want to rewatch a dope move, it's mostly to highlight someone doing a big move or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and occasionally, Just to be like check out how cool this was. And and if someone's done something, you know, uh, quote unquote illegal, like an illegal yeah. move or something like that, the commentators would be like, "By God, I can't believe they he the rest of the, the referee let him get away with that." You know, <laughs> if you slow it down, right, and this frame right here is where you can see him activate his voodoo magic yeah yeah you know, oh, this, this is do they yeah. do they actually try and use like suit or like employ supernatural elements into the wrestling um, at all? not so much these days um i've okay. seen it in the past yeah though, they have. certainly I think more so in the past and like when so the undertaker only wrestles about once a year now like in real life he's 55 his um uh conditioning is maybe not what it was like 20 years ago you know as as you would expect with most 55 year, year old people who've been involved in very physically demanding jobs for a very long time yeah um, sure but uh there are certain characters they'll acknowledge it with so with the undertaker they will there's a character at the moment called the fiend who is kind of like in his regular persona he's this like kind of parody of mr rogers um, and, <laughs> I love it then, already. Yeah, you okay. you should watch some of the. You, you can see some of the vignettes on YouTube and stuff. So he has this like kind of weird, off-putting and kind of creepy Mister Rogers segments. But then when he comes out to the ring, he's the fiend and he's got this demon mask that looks like kind of like a cross between the Joker and Slipknot and. All the lights turn red and that kind of thing. So they, they'll do it with a handful of characters, but by and large, that's that's not so much what's done these days. I think yeah, okay. it's not. Uh, they've they've shifted away from that to more kind of quote unquote realistic presentation. Um, sure. And and I think it's poorer for it to be honest. Like I, th <laughs> I think it's a, we we're all in on it. We all know what's going on. I think the yeah. potential to be silly is, is well, not silly, but the potential to entertaining in entertain a, in, a, in a different yeah. way and it doesn't have to be camp or silly like you can you can do lots of stuff with it but Just other companies will do more stuff like that more overtly yeah so did, did any of the figures in particular jump out at you were there any you'd sort of would have wanted at the time or that you'd or that you'd even collect now or anything or was it more uh i like because I, I don't know about wanted but hang on i i have a, a note and a and a clip on something. I'm trying to figure out which company made it. Maybe it was Rimco. Rimco. Oh, Rim Rimco's. So they made knockoffs and they invented their own uh, uh, league that didn't exist. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So Rimco had. Um, so back in the. They didn't talk about this too much, but they had kind of a knockoff He Man line called Warlord back in the day. And Warlord was also like a very short-lived yes. DC comic. And from what I could tell, okay. they just reused those Warlord bodies for the wrestlers <laughs> <laughs> and had these kind of like shitty pseudo He-Man things that <laughs> um, right, they, right. they were awful. Like, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, they showed a lot a lot of pictures of them and they were just total uh, He-Man knockoffs, uh, clearly. Uh, another one that stuck with me was with when jacks pacific did get the license um at first they were hated on and well this was the this was one reaction from the show that i took 
I believe this is in reference to the Jack specific one. They were complete and utter garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Get that piece of crap out of my ring. <laughs> Steve Austin telling telling us to get that crappy toy out of his ring. Um, and I believe because these ones were what was known as dog toys, unarticulated, uh, like static figures. And that, uh, were they the kind of big rubbery ones that? The, yeah, and more than one company did the dog toys. Yeah, the the ADS big rubbery ones were kind of cool. I I, I liked them like because they the, they actually had quite a big range for that, and some really bizarre characters who you would never think would get toys like got toys in that line. So I kind of admire that. No. Was that the one with with an Andy Kaufman, or was that later? Because oh, no, I want I the Andy Kaufman. <laughs> I think Jack did also, the Andy Kaufman. Okay. A, a benefit that. to the rubber ones is the type of the way that you're going to play with wrestling figures. I mean. I realize you probably want a lot of articulation and everything, but you're also going to be smashing these figures together a lot. And they do, and just, I and yeah. I think the dog toy rubbery kind of lends itself to that type of play a little more than than plastic does, I guess. They demonstrate it very uh, thoroughly. <laughs> the way that that rubber smashes real good. They, they intended them to be bendy toys, I guess, with the the bendy wires inside. Yeah. But they had they made them ended up making them larger than they intended to. Due to a, uh, I yeah, guess, I c- comedy of errors with the, <laughs> yeah, the I, vendors. I kind of got the vibe that they were taking the prototypes to the vendors and yes. they didn't explain like the two up or three up process. And, yep. and, and the vendors were like, ooh, big, big guys. I like these big guys. <laughs> big and toys were, well, for big guys, you know. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I Maybe it was short-sighted to take these big prototypes in because it gives you a false impression of what you're going to be getting. Yeah, it was very um every like older brother I knew had that rubbery Hulk Hogan, you know? Like I I was a little bit too young for <laughs> myself and like wouldn't have been aware of wrestling at that age except for maybe like Andre the Giant or something. But um yeah. but yeah, every everyone's older brother had uh, had that Hulk Hogan and maybe like a Roddy Piper or something like that as well. Like, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, and I was you know, you ask like if we owned any, and I can't think of specifically playing with wrestling figures, but I just kind of vaguely think it's it's very possible that I owned at least one Hulk Hogan action figure at some point. Like, like I said, he was he was ubiquitous enough right. that I I might have had a Hulk Hogan figure, but it wasn't necessarily because I loved wrestling that much, and I know I didn't own multiple wrestling sure. figures. But the- can I tell you? What I saw the most in my childhood, not that I had, but that other kids had. Yeah. Strangely yeah. enough, it was the Tonka pillow wrestlers, wrestling <laughs> yeah. buddies. Yeah. They I were they were cool. So I, I I liked them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of kids thought they were cool. Um I always thought they were just like teddy bears for toxic max masculinity <laughs> like the the macho boys version of a teddy bear essentially yeah. you're not allowed to hug it or cuddle it you've you got have to, to punch sm- it yeah you yeah. have and to punch the it. guy the guy made sure to say in the show that his kid put it in a headlock before going to bed it's like yeah. whatever your, your kid was hug. snuggling <laughs> hulk hogan every single night um, just, just Hulk and then Hogan talk quietly saying, "I love you, brother," or something. Like <laughs> and I think some of them might have talked actually, yeah. so that that's not far from reality. Tonka, of course, was later bought by Hasbro, so I guess Hasbro 
did the pillows maybe there's a, i know that there's a couple of pillows back on the market again now um so <laughs> so over the years a couple of companies have made their own like clone versions um for non wwe wrestlers um so like the hardy boys had some fairly recently i think when they were in tna or something like that um but there are some like official wwe ones back on the shelves now but they're, they're kind of a different style like they're not just one piece they've got like separate arms and things like that I'd, so you I'd, rip them off <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not a fan they they seem That's like weird. they'd be too easy to damage and they, they have a different art style that i i don't like so yeah now i'm this is not something that I like. Those wouldn't be something I'd be interested in having. But like, say I had a friend who um, would be interested in buying a Bailey pillow that they could sleep <laughs> with every single night. <laughs> maybe give it soft kisses before bed. Um, is uh, that after, after using... for my friend? Is that a product that is out there? Um, it, it's not tragically, um, but uh, that's what... real. That's really disappointing for my friend. That's really disappointing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and like, I hope that friend of yours is stocking up on like that that soap that you use for uh, the the your friend sorry uses for washing toys and so on. Like, you know, <laughs> I do, uh, yeah. Keep your keep your pillows clean. Your pillow that, toys. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about a what about a a Becky Lynch pillow friend that beats you up. Oh, that'd be good. But Is that no, a thing? No, the, the, I've only with the new ones that are out. I've only seen like two, and there was like a John Cena one and AJ Styles. It was just the male wrestlers at the moment. Yeah, no, yeah not so. interested. My friend's <laughs> not interested. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I wanted to mention about Jax is when they got yeah. they made some so you guys remember the Playmates Star Trek figures from back in the day, right? Yep. And I used to I used to have a ton of them. Well, remember how they kind of shot themselves in the foot by doing like endless limited editions and like numbered figures and this, that, and yeah. the other and all, all that. Well, certain crap. fans love the shit out of those, but yeah, <laughs> I see where you're going. Well, in the sense that like you can only sustain that for so long because people get upset yeah. because you can't ever have a complete oh yes the completion they, and they they yeah. address that on the, that yeah. star trek episode yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah well jacks kind of ended up doing a similar thing like they did a lot of convention exclusives and things like that and so they'd have toys where they only made 50 of them or, or a couple of hundred and like you'd never see them in person and like and and they're often doing that with popular characters but one they did which i think was very very ill-informed um so back in the like Roddy Piper is a fairly non-controversial guy these days. Like, I think he's pretty well regarded and well liked. But back in the eighties, they live. I love it. He yeah, just wants to yeah, kick but, ass and chew bubble gum. But right around the time he did, they live. He's a I think it might have been the year before he did a match against an African American opponent where he um, painted half of his face and body black. Um, <laughs> and it, it, I half. Don't, yeah, I it was. Know. I think the the I can't remember the the other his opponent's name, but he, his opponent I think had had a white father or something like that. Oh, and so, oh no, Jesus. So, it's Ew. it's not something WWE highlights, and uh, I don't know that <laughs> I've never really heard like Macho Man explain one way or another about it. But Jacks in the again quote unquote infinite wisdom made a toy of this oh, as like a convention exclusive, and um, yeah, it's I I just don't know why they thought that was a good idea. Like, no, who would want that? Like, you know, well, um, Hulk Hogan maybe. Like, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> he would he right. would love it. Yeah, like, and I don't know that I don't know the time frame you're talking about, but pre kind of like social media, the like I don't want to call it outrage culture because I, I think that diminishes it a little bit, but kind of pre the internet being cancel a, culture. Yeah. Pre being the internet being a source of like people being able to express that outrage. Companies were very, very stupid about <laughs> about stuff like that. You yeah. know, I think not now, as much communication this, this, directly. This was them. within the last ten years that they did this. So <sighs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. Damn, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't like back recent, in nineteen eighty. That's weird. It would recent been bad, enough that that but, should not yeah. have been a thing. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. I don't really know what they were thinking then. So like, yeah, and I will say it was very small release. It wasn't one that went out to stores or anything. So that there's the the impact was minimized but you do wonder about the person who sort of greenlit that don't you what it's um, strange and also the people that excitedly purchased it well, well yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, bet like, it, I bet it's sought after by some people yeah i'm sure it is. I, I would just buy due to one, rarity i would buy one to take it off the market i think and, and <laughs> just and to get, get rid of it like that. Yeah, but, although yeah, i will not- say to kind of out Blake and I <laughs> a little bit, there was a um, Ooh, a couple this. a couple years ago um, when X Men Gold came out. The X Men Gold number one had a uh, uh, the artist, yeah, an anti Semitic kind of reference in one of the panels. Oh, it was more than one. Was this like Ethan the, Ben Schieber or something like that? Because because that sounds no. like something. Well, I, I don't know if the man's a racist, but I know he's like. He, I think I'm pretty sure he is, but this was a different racist. And and it was it was immediately caught. And you know, I think Marvel said that when they do the reprints or do the trades, that it was going to be removed and everything. And so Blake and I were kind of like, well, let's get a copy, not because we were into anti-Semitism, but we thought anytime that there's it's, something it's that look, yeah, that they're going right to try there. and ignore eventually, then having a copy where it was mistaken it's a, is maybe worth something yeah. which even if it's bad it's a collectible thing and for the reference it's not worth it i mean it like, might be worth a couple extra bucks but it's not it's, i just figured because that they wouldn't be printed again that it would go up a little yeah. bit but i i would i would never sell it because i just don't want like the dirty money <laughs> right it. right but if it's worth nothing then no uh, I, I, I always have mixed feelings about things like this and look I, i'm a i'm a white dude uh you know i i uh, i can't pretend like I, I have special insights into this or anything but uh, I'm always torn between the like pretending it never happened versus like you, you do like is there a good way to archive stuff like that i, I don't really right. know like the, I, I don't have any definitive answers around that one but i can see like one i remember recently was the batman and it was slightly different granted but like the batman penis thing like yeah, yeah. blake and i also rushed out we, to grab those we two. both <laughs> own that one for sure <laughs> Yeah, but like, also I, I I do think that's different because that is controversial for a different yeah. reason. Yeah, that one, and, and, I'm, and not, that one, I'm not offended by in the least. Yeah, and, and no, to be to be frank, that one was quite funny too. Like, you know, <laughs> right, right. Because you just, that, like, that I, bad hog is a precious like, addition I, to my. I collection. work in publishing. Like I know how many eyes look at things before it gets anywhere near the actual printer. <laughs> Like, yeah, sure. I know. It, it's weird because I feel like comics don't have enough scrutiny before. I feel like everything's being rushed to print. Like these obvious anti-Semitic uh, uh, Easter eggs, whatever you want to call them in that X-Men comic, should have been noticed by about 
five people before they got to print. Well, yeah. and maybe not even maybe not even like recognized because it was it was kind of obscure references. But you would think that if the way it was on the page, you would think they would ask, "Wait, what is what does this mean?" Because they would. No one asked, "Why is the word Jew next to Kitty Pride's head?" <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's strange. Like and. But I think that's how a lot of people get that stuff under the radar. They rely on people. It's all dog whistles, isn't it? You know, you rely on, yeah. the, you know, the right people will hear it kind of thing. Like, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. <sighs> but the, uh, well, the bat hog wasn't, wasn't exactly a dog whistle. It was, it was just right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I think I, they thought, it, they were like, at first they were like, it's black label. It'll be fine. Uh, but yeah. for some reason, it just it takes the right person complaining. I about reckon it, yeah. with the Batman thing, there might have been a bit of manufactured controversy with that one too. Like I, I could see I them see sort that. of being like, "Oh Maybe. no, how did this get past us?" Like, and being <laughs> very aware that it would actually get people to pay attention to it and buy it. You yeah. know, <laughs> like, Perhaps. and then by because the otherwise copy, it was a very underwhelming title. <laughs> yeah, and then, then yeah, you, then you yeah, buy the yeah. the second copy when the censored version comes out too. You know, like this. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I was not interested in the version without the people <laughs> <laughs> well i uh, i think I'm, I'm putting that in my no context blake folder is, yeah is, <laughs> you can, uh, uh, well, it'll be a drop for next episode yeah. <laughs> if i could say my or if i could do my favorite sound bite um going back to uh heel hulk yes the, to me the, on the second watch this was the funniest thing that stood out <laughs> to me here it goes and WCW had He's wearing black A baddie Hulk Hogan Every man, woman, and child on the face of the earth Is totally disgusted with you, Hulk Hogan You fast and sick it, brother <laughs> He's wearing He's black. wearing black Oh, no I think it, So to, to give a bit of context around that That, that was a big deal at the time <laughs> I'm sure it was Because Hogan had pretty much always played a face Like he did a little yeah. bit of heel work Back before he was with the WWF But for the most part he was been like The ultra American baby face right. And um, But by the mid 90s like everyone was Kind of over it he was just this like corny Like you know Kind of embarrassing guy in yellow Underpants you know like, and <laughs> So and at the at the same time A couple of new wrestlers just come to WCW uh, uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and formed The NWO and that that was kind of like it's a bit complicated but basically that the nwo was set up to kind of make it look like wwf was invading wcw and taking it over while never actually outright stating that on the show because that would have been a pretty serious breach of like everyone's <laughs> trademarks and so on yeah. and so they had this whole thing where just like wrestler after wrestler on wcw revealed themselves to be part of the nwo and uh i think hulk just kind of realized that he was very out of his his usual persona was so out of touch with what anyone cared about by 1996 or, or thereabouts that he was kind of like oh brother maybe i can <laughs> sign up with these young cool guys and, you know <laughs> get a few more years brother you know and that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. happened you know yeah, so. yeah. But did, it's just so weird it's like does anyone buy this character uh, to, like him acting like that it just seems like the least convincing <laughs> yeah. well i think i don't know it was a big he he was the i think at that time like he was still doing his act and like people loved him but i also think like there was a bit of 
truth to what he was saying almost like he was saying like you know you can all stick it like because you were happy to cheer for me but you know you've all trailed off now kind of thing <laughs> like so oh, okay yeah. well and i was going to ask that and i don't i certainly don't want to extend the con conversation beyond what you're comfortable with but i uh i wondered what justification they gave canonically for him suddenly being a bad guy like why his character is like you know what i hate all of you people now i, I think that was pretty much it like i think he yeah. he had um I think it pretty much was like in his promos and so on that he'd cut at the time. He'd talk about how ungrateful the fans were. He'd done all this work for the Make-A-Wish Foundation and this, that, and the other. And so wow. I think it kind of, to a degree, tapped into some of his real-life frustrations that he was having huh. at the time. Because, you know, he was already in his 40s, like, and yeah. kind, of, kind of in his mid-40s. Like, you know, he was well and past then, his prime as a performer. And then, you know... Yeah. As part of his heel turn, he embezzled money from the make-a-wish foundation so. <laughs> that would have been an, it was all part of the act that would yeah. have been an ultimate heel move i do have to say <laughs> that, that'd be the best to really you know, put a real just, world spin you on know those fuck sick, them kids yeah. you know those sick kids brother i'm not only gonna not visit them i'm gonna cancel i'm not i'm gonna I'm cancel not the, the kid out of his wheelchair <laughs> Jeez, uh, yeah. I I put the Hulkamania on a kid with cancer. Well, and that sounds like something like you know. Like, I will say in real life, he was always very good about that stuff, and and I think he he was apparently and possibly still is the most popular Make a Wish request ever. It's either him or John wow. Cena. I can't remember who. But um, yeah, I think that's probably trailed off a bit the last few years, so, as you might right. imagine. Well, it just reminded me we've we've been having a lot of bad fan reaction because we've spent we've waited so long between episodes. People get antsy. People were kind of criticizing us, and um, I overheard Adam actually saying, "You fans can stick it." That's. Uh, I was just like Adam. That's uncalled for. So this is the the shelf life. Um, we're forming a new faction, I guess, and having our heel turn. Like, uh, yeah. this is the shelf life uh, NWO right here. <laughs> me and Tom, and uh, we're basically we're the Adam haters. Club. Yeah, I've, I've basically been. <laughs> I've been very very uh, hands off on Twitter lately. I used to be on there a lot. Now I'm not. Um, I'm basically letting things kind of simmer. When I come back, it's going to be to really heel Adam. Yeah, it's going to be full on heel Adam. He's wearing black. He's wearing black. <laughs> yeah, the the black background God. in the uh, in the profile picture is going to turn black. Oh, and, I can't wait for this. This has to yeah, happen. And I'm just going to start posting pictures of me giving the bird the middle finger. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to have to. I won't really need to change how I dress, but I will need to start scowling in my photos more. I think so. We'll, we'll yeah. Watch the space. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any any final thoughts to leave us with that we didn't get to? Uh, that's nothing massive. But uh, for anyone who's keen, you can find me on Twitter or at Lupine Book Club. Um, I've got the second issue of my zine coming out soon. It is still on the way. It is still on the way. I was going to ask. Yeah. I wanted to ask about that because yeah. we are interviewed in it. And yes. I was like, where is it? <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's still it's coming. coming soon? It, it, okay. There was some uh, Christmas kind of got in the way. So as, as you might expect. Uh, I got gotcha. yeah. And there, there yeah. were some other things going. Some um, not, Nothing nothing serious, but some family things. So, you know, these, these things sure. happen. Some, sure, some, sure. But, where can people get it? What's it called again? Uh, so it's going to be called Lupine Transmissions. And uh, I'll be posting about it on Twitter. So follow me at Lupine Book Club. And uh, yeah, stay up to date there. 
And yes, uh, I think, think that's a that's, solid follow. That's probably about it from me. Yeah, if if you like seeing posts about heavy metal wrestling occasionally, the odd action figure to post, and uh, sometimes I even say some swear words. So you know, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, watch out for those cusses. Yeah, in it's SFW. a pretty pretty cool account if I do say so myself. Like, <laughs> I I'll second that. Uh, go Instagram for us is at Shelf Life Podcast, and on Twitter at Shelf Life Host. And uh, I don't think I have anything left to say except. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Throwback. Yeah. <laughs> Had to throw. Well, the show th- keeps throwing it back. So I thought it- I'd throw it back too. Uh, so with that, Tom is, is fairly traditional with our guests. Would you like to, uh, to, su- to well, take us out? Brother. Uh, how about, how about, we d- uh, oh, okay, how about I ahead. cut a promo? <laughs> brother, you've been listening to Shelf Life. Best damn toy podcast out there. Check it out. Life in plastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I- Snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>